the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, I'll tell you something. If you haven't read uh, today's uh, article on the front page of the Demgas, written by Lisa Hammersley and Eric uh, Beeson or Bison, you've missed just really an unbelievable article. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and read it to you because that would just bore you out of your mind. But I got to tell you, you got to read this article. It's all about what's going on in the uh, state senator Jeremy Hutchinson's uh, uh, case. And, you know, things have been pretty quiet over the last uh, several months. But this story, man, is there a lot of stuff in it. Now, I'm working on uh, something with that case and we're getting close to it if it if it happens i'll let you know uh i've been asked not to talk about it specifically about what it's going to be about until uh the decision is made to do it so uh when i have something to talk about we'll talk about it but it is some some article uh it goes pretty much uh it's about what is the four columns across and the column down and a couple of paragraphs down on the front page and then when you get to 6a it takes up half the page uh some of the things that are are brought up and in, in, into this uh, the one that's really crazy to, a couple of paragraphs i will read this Several Hutchinson emails to individual one, which is a former girlfriend uh, who gave the FBI in August of 2012 two laptops, two cell phones, an external hard drive as potential evidence implicating Hutchinson in campaign finance and tax uh, crimes. She consented to a search of the devices provided information about what the equipment contained and knew the passwords to operate them. Several Hutchinson emails to individual one recovered from the devices also referred to how he had provided her with computers and other electronic equipment, prosecutors wrote. On June 19, 2012, listen to this, for example, a Hutchinson email the individual one said, quote, did you tell them how much I had given you? Did you tell them I've spent $300,000 on you? I'm sure they'd love that. Did you tell them you have two computers, two kayaks, two iPads, and two phones? Whoa. Whoa. And, uh, and they talked about the $20,000 that he was being paid to be an attorney for um, 
Rusty Cranford's uh, organization. And uh, Hutchinson uh, subsequently admitted that he was neither a productive nor efficient attorney despite the $20,000 per month, not per year, per month he was being paid, but that he continued to be paid anyway, that this $20,000 per month was his sole source of income outside the legislature, and he admitted as he was sitting and talking to FBI folks that the appearance was bad. Now, that, that's just a few things that came out in that story. You need to read the whole thing. And um, I hadn't made up my mind on this story, but I have now. I'll, I'm going to communicate that to the people involved and, and see if, if uh, we can get anything uh, going on it and, and uh, have something for you. All right, I had some uh, emails. I'm just doing some homework yet. Matt Smith is coming in. We're going to talk movies. Don't worry about that. And then Zach's going to join me for a while on the the, the show today. And I want to talk to him uh, later on in the show about Netflix and shows that he's seen on Netflix and I'm watching on Netflix and that you might want to watch on Netflix and uh, there's a great article today that I came across uh, that was on Screen, or, uh, screen Rant and uh, 25 movies that are available right now on Netflix. You might want to see if you have it. And I, I want to talk to about a, a, a couple of them because if you've never seen those movies, you must absolutely watch the movies. But I was asked about, uh, someone asked what, committee in the house was the flag uh, issue being heard in so i sent a quick uh, uh, email to brant smith representative brant smith and uh, he told me state agencies state agencies was where that was being heard at and then also asking about the stand your ground law that's being heard in uh, uh, the senate judiciary committee State agencies in the House, okay, that's the flag. And on the other side, uh, in the Senate, they're hearing about um, um, stand your ground, and that is uh, going on about uh, over in in, uh, the Senate Judiciary where, you know, flowers just went off a rocker uh, during the committee meeting. But she's done that in the well of the Senate. The lady needs to be... Uh, uh, needs to be disciplined, but we'll see if they've got the guts to do it. Uh, you just can't be yelling and screaming the way this woman does. Yes, sir. What's uh, what's she mad about? No, about stand your ground. Oh, okay. She, oh, she was the one yelling. Stuff. Ba- yeah, basically, she's saying that she was the one channeling Cory Booker. No, no, the no, whole no. screaming, yelling, no, Cory no, Booker. No, loud, no, loud no, no, no. This no. is state. This is I know, state. I know. She okay. was copying Cory Booker, trying oh, yeah. to get all loud. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, next, yeah. she'll declare she's running for governor. Well, let me just put it okay. this way. She's not getting that from Cory Booker. Cory Booker got it from her. Oh. Because she'd been screaming, hollering, and yelling for several years now uh, okay. in the state legislature. Okay. And, what, nobody, she, and nobody holds her account, and they need to. She's against stand your ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm not okay. going to play it again today. We played it some yesterday. Okay. But do you have it right there in front of you? 
I saw a little burb on the oh, news look, here. there. We'll give you a little. We'll, we'll give, give you a little. Give me a, a little, little feel. Little, feel little, for what little, went little down, just so you can hear. It. You got it. Go. You're most likely going to be killed by a white person, and if you're killed and you're Clark. black, you're most likely going to be killed by a black person. And, and she's coming up right with him. Here she goes. Excuse me, I have the floor. And, uh, You're just saying stuff. No, I'm not saying stuff. I'm sitting right here looking at U.S. News and World Report, and, and it's, it's information on... Fake news. Fake news, she said. Senator, you're out of order. Oh, what? Was so? Was so? Senator? What? Regardless of what you've said and how you've said it, everyone has respected you when you had the floor. And you're going to respect the rest of us when we have the floor. Don't tell me what I'm going to do. Don't tell me what I'm going to do now. You want to pull this gun out shoot me, you're going to do that. But don't tell me what I'm going to do. I'm upset. And you ought to be able to respect that. I mean, I'm the only one that looks like me that has this color. I'm the only female in here. I have a son. I live in a county where killings are just routine. I live in a county where people from the north, where ballengers from come down there, open carry, for what purpose but to threaten? I don't understand this. And if you want me to leave the room, I'll leave, but I want to vote first. There's more to this, oh, well, but not, I, well, that's, you get a okay, feel okay, for it, well, all right? I, I just, th- this is the thing that blows my mind, right? I, I, I saw the whole deal with the Little Rock Police Department and the the um, police officer shot into the vehicle. Yes. And then on the uh, video, the passenger, you know, says that the guy's got a gun. And the policeman told him to, yes. It's on the front page of Democrat Gazette today, and it's all over the news last night. And on the on the recording, and, and, and this is the recording from the dash cam, and then also on the recording from the nearby businesses and basically all of the video, you hear the officer tell him to put his hands up, you know, get out of the car, you know, stop the car the whole bit. And then you also hear the passenger saying that the guy's got a gun. And the officer shoots. And if you read that article in the uh, newspaper, as you get to the end of the newspaper, you've got other people that have seen the video, right? And they say that the officer is wrong. It's, it's uh, oh, right here. Let me, let me, let me yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me wrap. It's, uh, let me see here. It's, uh, okay, it's 5A. He, he ordered him to stop the car. Right, and so at five a, when you you get to five, the guy was trying okay. to run him over. Uh, yeah, okay. So you get here. So um, Don Jeffrey is the director of community relations for Seeds and Liberation, a Little Rock community organization that helps people recently released from prison reacclimate to society. That's a good thing, right? Mm, yes. The organization also takes on civil rights projects and works with marginalized communities in Little Rock. Also a good thing. Jeffrey attended the news conference on Thursday and said Blackshire shooting is one of our organization's top priorities at the moment. Okay. Now, I don't know what that has to do with reacclimatizing people that have been released from jail, 
Okay, I don't know what that has to do with maybe uh, helping them to understand the word stop projects in the city. But she says, and I quote, if somebody comes to the car and puts a gun in your face, you want to ask, do you have probable cause? Jeffrey said, let me reread this statement. Would somebody please (laughs) tell me that the first thing they say to a police officer when they come up and they show their weapon, do you have probable cause to do this? The quote is, if somebody comes to the car, we're not talking about a somebody. We're talking about a police police officer officer, in a blue uniform with a badge on who just got out of a police car with the blue lights going and the siren on telling you to do something. That's not a somebody. You didn't have to guess if that was a law enforcement officer. Okay? This guy wasn't undercover. He wasn't in plain clothes. All right? He didn't just show up, you know, in an alley at night. Right? Right? Yeah. Now, you you had the deal in another state where an off-duty police officer shot a guy, and they are sending that guy to jail. Yep. Okay, I can I can understand 100% why that guy sitting in that car on the side of the road didn't know that that was an off-duty police officer because the guy got out of a civilian car and he was wearing street clothes and he never said he was a cop. Yep. That cop was wrong. And well, the cop didn't follow procedure. Cop was wrong. Yeah. Guy was out there in procedure. street clothes in a civilian car, didn't know he was a cop. First right? thing you do is identify yourself as a police officer. Cop was wrong. Hold up your badge. Yeah, how'd the guy on the side of the road know who that was, right? So I get that. That cop was wrong. But here in Little Rock, he got out of a police car, he's wearing a uniform, he's got a badge on. You know this is the police if somebody comes to the car and puts a gun in your face. Okay? Not a somebody. All right. Do you have probable cause? Really? If the police <laughs> show up I would and never say, show me your hands, yeah. show them your hands. That's, go ahead and do what the officer is asking you to do, and then you'll get to the probable cause. The woman goes on and says, I don't understand how people are trying to make this make sense. Take a look at the pictures. He said, stop. The guy starts driving his car towards him. And I, I, I the officer's got to get on top of the freaking car. I may be mistaken. I could have the state wrong, but I think the thing on the side of the road that happened was in Florida, I think. I could be wrong. But the guy was on the side of the road in his car. His car was broken down. He was on the phone with roadside assistance. Cop pulls off in his personal vehicle, gets out in street clothes, walks up there with a gun, doesn't identify himself as a police officer. Shoots the driver of the disabled vehicle. That cop's going to jail. That cop was wrong. Okay, but it is obvious in this Little Rock. Look at the front page of the newspaper. This guy's in full uniform. I know. Just got out of his police car and he's saying, "Stop! Raise your hands." So I, you know, in 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 the Little Rock deal, I don't know. I don't know why you shouldn't raise your hands. I don't know well, why you didn't stop. I don't. I don't get it. I get. Guy in Florida was wrong. Little Rock deal. I don't. I, I that just officer don't. was not wrong. He followed all procedure he's supposed to follow. If if somebody, not a somebody, and I don't understand how people are trying to make this make sense. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. I guess on that. we should ask her to come on, and, I, and we'll I, explain how we can make sense of it. I don't get that one. I don't get that one. I, I, I didn't understand. You know, I mean, I don't even know how there was even a doubt in anybody's mind with the 
cop in street clothes that never said he was a cop, obviously that guy was wrong. That guy was guilty. Yeah. Obviously. I don't even know, you know, I don't know how long the jury debated on that, but I mean, come on. That's plain as day. But that stuff right there, that's pretty plain as day, too. Guy was trying to drive off, and the car was stolen. And the pastor said the guy had a gun. (laughs) It's pretty, yeah, simple. I agree. I I don't know. I I just, when I try to put his political bent on things, you know, I mean, it's just like, I, I do like this, though. And I didn't realize this. Little Rock PD does not have body cameras. They're going to buy body cameras now. The mayor said they're getting body cameras for every police officer. That's, well, it makes sense. I didn't it? know they didn't have those, and I would have thought, you know, get right on that. I mean, yeah. I'm so glad the mayor's doing that. They didn't have it because they didn't want to spend the money. That would have been Stodola. Uh, <sighs> he was the mayor at that time, and now the new mayor says, yeah, we need body cams. For real. I like the fact that the new mayor is young, and he seems to want to change things up. He's got a business background in banking. He's got a business degree. He worked for Mike BB, and I like the fact he's getting body cameras. I like that. I like that. I, yeah. I, 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 yes, you I had, do. You had me until you said he worked for Mike BB. Other than that, I can go along. What I'm saying is he's got some experience for a young person, <laughs> okay? okay? That's what I'm trying get, to say. Okay, I understand I mean, there, he's not okay. that AOC woman who was a waitress oh and then went to the went to, into government. What no, I'm saying wait, is – wait, wait. She's more than just a waitress. No. She was no, a bartender. No, okay. <laughs> no. no all right we got a little rock mayor who's a college graduate been to banking school been a banker worked for a first security bank was on the highway commission and worked for governor mike bb yes he's a young person and he's active and he's getting involved but you look at his entire resume and i'm like okay two thumbs up i can get behind that then i see this crazy aoc woman I don't know if she ever even went to college, right? She yeah, she did. Went Boston University. Got a degree in economics. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I guess that shows you what kind of school that is. Yeah, you better wow. believe it. Wow. No airplanes in 10 years. <laughs> I'm sorry, with an economics degree. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> she's waiting tables, man, and now she's running for office, and she's they elected her. I, I saw a thing the other day, and it was in the Democrat. They said more people voted for the mayor of Jonesboro than voted for her. More people voted for the mayor of Jonesboro well, than voted for her. Well, it's just her district. That's all it is. It's she a, got 11,543 votes. Yeah, the mayor congressional won, district. The mayor that won in Jonesboro got 16,000 and something votes. The mayor of Jonesboro had more people go to the polls in November and vote for him than AOC did. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. Isn't she from... Uh, Zach, help me out here. Isn't she from uh, so, Queens? Yeah, they ran off Amazon, man. Yeah. They ran off Amazon. It's Queens that she's from. Who? Um, AOC. Casio. The nut job. You know, the one that we should be ab- ab- apologizing to all the blondes for all the jokes we've told for them. Yeah, she's from the Bronx. The yeah, Bronx. The Bronx, not Queens, Bronx. Okay. From where the Yankees are from. And there's losers and winners everywhere, and I'll let you choose what you think is the loser there. <laughs> we gotta, the Yankees? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. Don't get no, on the baseball team, no, no, man. man. I'm, that's what I'm saying. They're the winners. She's oh, the loser. Okay, All okay. right. Let's get a break in. We'll be back. Matt's here. You're wound up today, aren't you? No, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> that whole deal, I just, I couldn't even, I, I just, that ALC thing, man, it just cracks me up. No, we can talk about her. The Seriously mayor can. of Jonesboro is more popular. He got more votes, man. He ain't been on TV. Maybe if he ran in the Bronx, he wouldn't have got to me. Anyway, let's take a break. We got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 
Good to have you along for the ride. Matt Smith is here. Your ears are burning. You know oh, Matt yeah, Matt out. is here in my studio. What is it about ACDC you got there? Oh, uh, you know, man, it's um, you know, oh, it, you it's know about an album. Yeah, talking about one of the albums. It's yeah. one of my all-time favorite groups. Yeah, I mean, they'll be back now. They're going to have uh, Brian Johnson back. Um, they're going to have the original members back, except for uh, the guy who passed, and his nephew is going to play that role. And they've got some stuff recorded um, that uh, Malcolm recorded before he died that's going to be on the new album. Okay, we'll talk so. about it when we come back. Let's get to the news. That's next. I also want to find out about the 3D and Cabot. That's all coming up in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We're back here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. And yeah, uh, good to have you with us. We've been talking about some things that have been going on in the news. I was answering a question uh, about uh, where a couple of bills are being heard at. People, uh, listeners have have texted me and have asked or they've put something on our facebook and i'm trying to make sure you stay up on that number one the flag bill that has been brought back up again and the same thing's going to happen to it that happened to it before is that it will be defeated decisively is uh over in uh what did uh, brent what is the flag bill where they want to take and um the white star at the top of the Arkansas State flag is supposed oh, to be about the Confederacy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, okay. I, I, that had not gotten out of committee. No. And then, yeah, and, and then, then I saw the some guy up there talking got, about it. The governor got involved in it, and now uh, somebody is <laughs> the, well, too. That was the one guy called it the war of northern aggression. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. then this other guy got up there and he said it was the war for southern independence. All right, so. <laughs> State agencies is where it's being heard. Right. But I mean, state agencies. Well, if, if you know, you're look, against changing it, though, but if you're against changing it, you need to find somebody that's a little bit better speaker to go talk. You don't need a guy up there saying that it was a war of northern aggression. Yeah, okay, well, that's not going to go. You know what I say? Well. When I think about all of this from both sides, civil war has been fought. It's done. It's happened. It's finished. We got more important things to talk about i'm just saying i'm just saying okay right? but i'm saying when you go to the committee and you sit down up there and you say that it was the war for southern independence okay anything else that comes out of your mouth after that nobody's listening to man well, all right you can't call it the war for southern independence okay you cannot do that that was just that guy cracked me up that okay. guy, he was so out there in left field but the bottom line is that uh brant smith sent me a state representative said it's going to be heard again in state agencies do i know when i do not the other was people asking about the stand your ground now what's being changed in stand your ground is they want to take out the part about retreat that you have to if there's if there's an opportunity for you to retreat you need to retreat personally if somebody is threatening me the last thing's going to be in my mind is, do I have somewhere that I can run away from this guy? Because I don't want to turn my back on the person who's threatening me, to be honest with you. So if I got to use my concealed carry, I'll use it. And uh, my whole argument, simply, I'd rather be tried by 12 than carried by 6. So I'll, I'll take my, my chances on that. Well, let me talk about something else that's cool, okay? Now, if we're going to talk about some bills, let's just get off the heavy stuff. Let's move on to something light. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're killing me. No. Gar. Just, just no. Should Gar be the state fish? 
Come on. Should Johnny uh, no. Cash be in the Hall of Statuary in the Congress? I can't. It's a travesty. He's not now. Yeah, well. What are you waiting on? Send Johnny Cash a statue now. I, I Expedite that. I want Overnight him, it. I want him to put up Sam Walton. Oh, hey, yeah. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah, Sam would be good. Well, anyway, what I was going to say is they have a bill now to allow cities in wet counties to designate an area as an entertainment district and allow off-premises drinking. Oh, in fact, in other words, walk from one bar to the other with, with an alcoholic beverage. Absolutely. And that's okay. long overdue, and I hope that they do pass that because that's what makes Bill Street work in Memphis, as a, as a quick example, or, or, or Bourbon Street in New Orleans, you know, where you can go from bar to bar – and you can go out of this bar and take your drink with you and walk across the street. They, the had, next they had this argument a few years ago <clears throat> for uh, down on Clinton Avenue, downtown Little yeah, Rock. Yeah, they need and to do it in the river market. It. Right. They need to do it in the river market, right? right? And, and just do what they do at Bill Street or do what they do on Bourbon Street. At a certain time, you close a couple of blocks there to traffic, and it's just a pedestrian area. And then people, you know, if you were in Little Rock, you could come out. Of, I'm going to throw some plugs in for some local spots that I love. You okay. can come out of Sonny Williams with a drink and walk across. Sonny Williams Steakhouse. Steak. Yes, and walk across the street to Sticky Fingers Rock and Roll Chicken Shack. Can I walk over to the Sticky Fingers with a steak? Yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> They'll throw it in a to-go box for you. Or go down to River or whatever. They need to do that in the River Market. I think that's one of the things that holds the River Market back. So I hope that passes. And just have, you know, just say at a certain time, whatever, you know, Friday and Saturday night at, you know, or on a holiday or whatever, or when something's going on at the amphitheater or, you know, say, hey, at this certain time right here, we're closing these couple of blocks or three blocks or however, however long they want to make it to pedestrians only. And that's what they do on Bill Street. And it works. And they, they should do that. I think it would be good for the entertainment district. I think it would help. I hope that passes. Okay. And I also hope the guard gets to be the fish. <laughs> right. No, I don't care, man. I don't care. Really, they need to pass that for the entertainment district, for real. They need to do that. That would be good for the river market. And, you know, I'm sure there's sections of Dickinson Street and Fayetteville that would be good to do, you know. So I hope that happens. Hope that happens. Do you know who's running that bill? I don't. I don't. I just got an email about that from the Arts Hospitality Association, and I kind of glanced through it briefly today. Uh, but I don't know who's doing that, Bill. Do me but, a favor. Forward that email okay, to me, okay. and I'll look into it. Okay. It's a common sense thing that I hope happens. I really do. Okay. So we'll see if we can get get them on and talk to whoever it is that's uh, running that bill. Get them on and talk to them about it. It would help the entertainment districts. And, you know, it works at Beale Street. And, and I know most uh, most of your listeners have been to Beale. They know what I'm talking about. I think it would be good for well, – Everybody knows what you're talking about absolutely. about Mardi Gras. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody would understand who's ever been down to, you, go. you know, Sticky Fingers or any of those places yes. downtown about just that small area in a couple uh, blocks. Yeah, you know, couple one, blocks on one street. Yeah, that's it. And and you know, just shut it off to pedestrians for a few hours. You know, that night, Friday and Saturday only, maybe. Yeah, you know, like Bill Street, it'd work perfectly, and it, it would be good for those businesses, and it would also be good for the customers, the people that just kind of want to float around and go from place to place. And you know, like if you're over there on Bill Street, you can get an armband. And you pay this one price, you get your armband, mm-hmm. and then that covers your your cover charge at every spot on the street. That's a good idea. 
And then you can just go in and out. I mean, can, that in itself is a great idea. Yes, and you can pop in over here and hear this band, and pop in over here yep. and hear this band, and you can go back and forth, and you and and every every bar that participates gets gets part of the armband fee, and then you just show that armband and you go into every every spot. You know that might even promote more local live music if they did something like that. Need that? Anything would help. That would be good. I you mean, know, that's that's why people go downtown. Both would help. That's why right. people go downtown. Right. They want to hear live music and stuff. Exactly. exactly. I'm sure not wanting to walk around look at handbags. Right. And so you're going to just armband boom. You go from spot to spot. You can carry the drink with you, and and it it's very it's very customer consumer friendly, and it is live music friendly for sure, for sure. But anyway, did you watch Captain Marvel? I have not seen it. What? Well, I can't believe you didn't go last night. Well, man. I I couldn't because oh. last night I was the guest speaker at the Saline County uh, Republican Committee. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I went down nice. and spoke for about an hour with the folks down there and had a great time. Uh, had some um, some. A couple of questions, but most people were there to listen, to hear what I thought about what was going on uh, in state politics and in uh, national politics. Was this in Benton? It was in Benton. Nice. Nice. Right there on, uh, what is it, right down there by the courthouse. Man, they've got it together down there. It's a pretty place. Saline County went wet about five years ago. Boom. Just blew up. All those those new spots opened down there. They got an Italian place down there I saw that I want to try. Mm -hmm. Looks like a a little nice little restaurant. I think I'm going to go try that. Nice forward thinking on their part. Saw some good people there. Julie Mayberry was there and Andy was there. And who else was down there? Kim Hammer was there uh, talking to those folks and uh, and, uh, discussing some things with them. It's a lot of fun to do that. By the way, if you have a, a... Republican uh, group that you'd like me to come and speak at, I'll be more than happy to come free of charge. Just come over and sit down and talk with you all about what's what's happening. Uh, Monday, I'm waiting to hear. Uh, we're supposed to have a, a gentleman uh, from uh, Israel on the show, so big uh, mover and shaker in the uh, the Israeli uh, government that's going to stop by and visit with us at my show. Talk about that BDS deal. Uh, no, I think they're talking about something else. Oh, okay. I think they're talking about something else. I'm talking about the boycott. But that's a, that's understandable. Okay. 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 What are you looking at? Oh, hey. Oh, I was just. You I know, just, you did that. You know what made? I got some mail what, from the Crazy Horse Memorial. You see? All. You want to see? You want to? I want to tell you what that made me think of. What? Ozark. Oh. I thought you were going to start talking oh. about how you could launder money and stuff <laughs> down at the crazy, the crazy horse monument. Is that in that movie <laughs> oh, or something? You've seen Ozark, no, right? I, hadn't, I hadn't watched it, man. I oh gotta my watch God, it. you got to see it. it. You got to watch it. It's, it's. I'm going to, I'm going to mention this later on. We're going to talk about shows okay. that we're okay. watching on okay. Netflix. This is one you have got okay. to watch. Just okay. when Get you see it. the first episode, okay. You'll be sold on it. I'm okay. just telling Ozark. you. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't, Ozark. Okay. I hadn't seen it. I, oh, my you know, God. They, they, I mean, you know, they. Who uh, is it that's in it? Who, who's the guy? You got Jason Bateman. Jason okay. Bateman. Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Laura Lindley's in okay. it, too. Right. It's just. Well, it's, awesome. It is really you know, good. They, they, uh, there was a movie that had a shot at being a real good movie. Um, it, and, and it Paramount had optioned the rights for it. And it's going to be a great film. Paramount Paramount had the rights. And they had Catherine Bigelow on to direct. Uh-huh. You can imagine. She wow, was the, that, she's big with Wonder Woman. Well, she was the oh. she also won the Oscar for mm-hmm. Hurt Locker. Oh, that's you know, right. Back in 2008. I got the wrong woman. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm she Bigelow. was the director of Hurt Locker. I mean, Catherine Bigelow was awesome. So yeah. she was she was on board to direct. Zero Dark Thirty. Paramount had, yeah. Oh, 
Hello, yes, awesome film. Yeah, and 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 Paramount had optioned the rights to this, and uh, they had t- Tom Hardy was signed on. Tom Hardy, I'm in imagine? right now. You're in right. Yeah, Hardy's in it. I'm in. I like that guy. Yes, Channing Tatum was in. Right? Okay, this film was coming out from Paramount, man, and it was looking strong, and I was so excited about it. And then Paramount had some problems. They released Suburbicon. Uh, they released uh, uh, the film where Matt Damon was shrunk down to size. Oh, yeah. They, oh, gotcha. They, they released the bad George Clooney film. Yeah. <clears throat> and they needed to raise some cash. Is there a good George Clooney film? Uh, well, Sorry, that, that's that, personal preference. That first one when he was the military officer was pretty good. That first one kind of out of the gate. Um I don't know, 15, 20 I mean, years ago? I mean, I like Three Kings, I think. Is oh, that what you're talking yes. about? Oh, yes. That was good. Okay. That was real good. That was a good film. Uh, and, you know, he did The Out of Sight with Jennifer Lopez, which yeah. was which was a good film. Yeah. That was her best film ever. I Ocean's think, Eleven, too? Yeah, yeah, Ocean's was pretty good. Yeah, okay. I mean, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. You know. Better than the original. A lot of people hold the original up as being this, you know, fantastic movie. Had had Sammy Davis Jr. As yeah. long as you were a rap pack fan, it was fun Jr. to watch. They had Sammy Davis Jr. Yes. They had Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, I agree. Sammy Davis Jr. He's, I've met Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. is the greatest of all time. He was a great guy, but boy, was Sammy he Davis short. Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. is the greatest ever. He was short. Sammy Davis Jr. was a king. <laughs> Sammy was a king. I'm going to tell you right now. No, I don't care what they say. I don't care what they say about that guy. First of all, he could play all those instruments, whatever he wanted to play. Piano, drums, trumpet, saxophone, guitar, bass, anything he wanted to play. Play any instrument he wanted to play. Sing, guy was a songbird. Guy could sing. Yeah, right? dance? dance, dance. Are you kidding he can me? Dance, dance out of his shoes. Dance, tap dancing, everything else. And Mr. Not- Bojangles, you remember him doing it? All Come the time? on, man! Comedy, he could do it. Impressions, he could do it. Candyman, come Look, on. Look, no, Sammy was the best. People talk about all these other I people know. like they. No, he was the best. He okay? was great on the Rat Pack. Oh, he was great at everything he did. Yeah. And the people want to talk about these other guys like they did something, right? Okay, maybe you were a good comedian. Frank Sinatra, yeah, he did something. Okay, he did. <laughs> Dean Martin did But not something. like Sammy. Not, not like Sammy. Not Peter Lawford. Not Lawford. Like Sammy. <laughs> Peter Lawford did any, didn't do anything except that he was, you know, related to some people. Elvis was a great singer. Yeah. Okay, there were a lot of great comedians out there. There were some great musicians out there. There were some great actors, some great dancers, but only Don Sammy, Rickles. only Sammy pulled that all together yeah he was great after crashing his car and losing an eye he yeah. still was able to do all that stuff right there so i mean you can talk you can all these other people did one thing he had, great he had all of it i agree with you i'm a big sammy davis jr fan all these other people that you're talking about are icons i almost did got, one thing at icon I level almost got on my knees and bowed to him when i met him you should have i'm disappointed that you didn't <laughs> No, for real, though. Everybody talks about these icons, right? But these icons were good at one thing. Sammy did it all at an icon level. Prince was not a pimple on Sammy's butt. I'm telling you. I don't care what they say. I don't care. Elvis was a great singer, but he was only a great singer. Yeah, I agree. Fred Astaire could dance. That's all he could do. No, he okay? could act somewhat not like sammy i'm telling you man no what's the your guy. what's your favorite sammy davis jr movie look when dude when he was out of the gate at three years old and he was the kid running for president i can't remember the name of the movie now it, it, i don't know it was some roscoe for president or roscoe jones for president or whatever i don't know the kid was he was three and he was killing it like shirley temple okay yeah, okay all right from there on to the end you want to talk Candyman song, only he could have pulled that off. 
You he made that a hit record, oh, man. Here he goes. What do you got? Rufus Jones. For yes, Kansas. Rufus Jones is the name. I'm telling you right now, out of the gate, three years old, he was beating Charlie Temple down. I'm telling you, nobody, I'm telling you, nobody can touch Sammy. Nobody. People that say different, My they don't even know. My favorite movie with Sammy Davis Jr. was Robin and the Seven Hoods. Okay. Okay. I love that movie. That's okay. That's a great flick. You take the Candyman song and you give it to anybody else and it's bonk. It would have been nothing. It would have been a throwaway. It would have been a B-side. Yeah, I agree. It would have never sold a copy. I'm and he you. made it something. Now, let me ask. It's a corny, goofy song. Don't you think, he made it good. Don't you think that they need to do a movie about him? Ben needed to do that. So, who should play him? I've got a name immediately in my mind who could pull it Who? Blade. What? You think Wesley Snipes could play Snipe? Sammy? Wesley Snipes could play that part. I'm just telling you. You think so? I think so. That's interesting. I don't know. Did you see, well, Who was know. it that I saw that... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know Wesley the, Snipes would do that. They, they, got, they got rid of Will Smith in the next um, Suicide Black? Club. Oh, okay. Suicide Squad? Oh, they got Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Oh. Them. That's such a step up. That's Luther, man. Mm-hmm. I mean that dude is awesome. Get to Luther. Yeah. There's Luther. That's Luther. Yeah. You need to see Luther. Yeah, it might I, be on I Netflix. A, is it on Netflix? Might be on oh, Netflix. Yeah. It's on okay, Netflix. I'll watch it. But when he got me though, when he was in the wire, when he was in the no, wire, he was great in playing the, wire. the gangster. Yeah, he's I, great. I've been sold since then. Hey man, I've been sold since Luther man. When I watched that three or four, yeah, but years you hadn't ago. seen the wire. Yeah, the wire broke him out. He did the yeah. wire before that was on Luther. HBO. You can find that's going to be on probably Netflix somewhere. That's or such somebody. a good. That's uh, so good. Yeah, that's really so good. good. It went no, on. No, he does HBO. He does HBO now. Was it six or seven? Oh, maybe no. I mean, ten years, years ago. Ten years ago. It was, but it's I mean, been a long it time. was on for five. Oh, yeah, six yeah, years. yeah, yeah. They did a season. They did a season on the docks. They did a season about the drug dealers. They did a season in the projects. They did a season about corruption in City Hall. Yeah, it's all set around Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I mean, the wire is tremendous. Don't, there's no better television. No, it wasn't in New York. It's in one of the most corrupt Baltimore. cities Baltimore. everywhere. Baltimore. Yes. yes. Baltimore and Detroit. <laughs> Two yeah. most corrupt cities in the United States of America. Let's take a break. Let me remind you about getting that tax reduction analysis done by David Lucas. Because right now, uh, if you've got everything set up for your retirement in 401ks and IRAs and Social Security benefits and all of that, the government is lick, licking their chops. They want to get at that money because uh, you've put it in probably tax-free. And so when you get ready to take it out, they're going to want their part of it, which is going to be about 35%, maybe higher, depending on the tax rate. You need to sit down with David and do a tax reduction analysis and save yourself literally thousands of dollars. To get that analysis, just be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. 501-653-6690. Let me give you an example. I got a 401k. I'm 66, so I can take money out of it without them taking 10% of it off the top, right? So I go in, and I need a little bit of money to work on my car. I got the money out. They say, do you want to pay the taxes on it, Mr. Ellswick, now, or do you just want to put it against your taxes this year? And I go, I'll pay the taxes right now. 35% later, 35% later, I get the two grand that I wanted, but I had to pay an extra $700 for the $2,000. That's how they get you. So don't get screwed. I'm just telling you, get a hold of uh, David Lucas now. Tax reduction analysis, 501-653-6690. All right, back with you. Hey, 
think about how many songs Sammy Davis Jr. did for movie, uh, for TV shows. He did a lot of theme songs. You remember Beretta? Remember Eye of the Sparrow? That was Sammy Davis Jr. You know, I didn't know that bit. He did that, yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. He's... He was like, we were just talking about because we're both big Sammy Davis Jr. fans. Oh, guys. And dumb. here's the thing, just what Matt was saying during the break. He could do everything. Anything, man. Anything. Whatever they asked him to do, anything. he could do it. Anything. Songs, yeah. play instruments, dance. I'm just sing, looking at some of the things that jokes, he was in. Act. Man, just great stuff. He just, the, he had the Sammy Davis Jr. TV show. Where they're talking about, you know, be a triple threat, sing, dance, act. No, whatever, dude. You can't. You ain't no triple. Get out of here. Sam Davis had all every base covered, all of it. My all-time favorite movie with him, Robin and the Seven Hoods, nineteen sixty-four, had uh, Dean Martin, and uh, it had in uh, Frank Sinatra. But when he, when Davis was on the screen, he stole it from everybody, everybody. And when he did Bang Bang in the there in the uh, the casino, holy With cow! One eye, yeah, <laughs> and he was missing an Almost eye. Almost died in that car crash, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, and was the skinniest dude I've ever seen. Well, can you imagine being in the military like he was, the size he was? Yeah, how tough that was on him. Mm. He served. He served. I mean, he served a country. He was a veteran, and he went and he went to the Nam with in Bob time. Hope the whole time. Every wartime. time Bob went, he went. He was a true American. I mean. Right. No doubt. Break. Come back. Going to tell you about the movies playing at the theater. Of course. Of course. Marvel is on. And it got pretty good reviews in the movies uh, section today. of the dim gas. 86. They call it Marvel Us. All right. More coming your way in a moment. Here's a good one for you, Zach. Now I'm, I'm into Sammy Davis Jr. now. I just found out something that I did not know. He was friends with Richard Nixon, became friends with him. He had been a registered Democrat up until that point. He had supported uh, John F. Kennedy and his brother Bobby uh, while they were running. However, uh, one of the things that was bad, Davis was a registered Democrat, supported John F. Kennedy's 60 election campaign as well as Robert Kennedy's 68 campaign. John Kennedy would later refuse to allow Davis to perform at his inauguration on account of his marriage to the white actress Mae Britt. Uh, uh, the Democrats that say all the Republicans are racist, let's, let's go back to where it all started at, all right? Let's do that, okay? Can, can we do that? Can we be honest here? Uh, John Kennedy would later refuse to allow Davis to perform because of that. Nancy Sinatra revealed in her 1986 book, Frank Sinatra, My Father, how Kennedy had planned to snub Davis as plans for his wedding to Brit were unfolding. He went on, uh, Davis said, to become a close friend of President Richard Nixon, publicly endorsed him at the 1972 Republican National Convention, then made a USO tour to South Vietnam at Nixon's request. Nixon invited Sammy Davis and his wife, to sleep in the White House in 1973. That was the first time Afri- African Americans were ever invited to do so. How's that one for everybody? That I did. 
had no idea. They spent the night in the Lincoln bedroom. Who? Uh, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Of course. He was the first, he and his wife were mm-hmm. the first African Americans ever to sleep at the White yeah, House. He got criticized because he had a relationship with Nixon. Yeah, well, that's when it was yeah. Nixon that brought him in mm-hmm. to sleep in the, in, the, yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. He also was a longtime donor to the Reverend Jesse Jackson's Operation Push. Mm-hmm. So kind of a, you know, a multifaceted kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he didn't play with any particular politics, although I thought that that was interesting. He was a registered Democrat, supported Kennedy's, both the Kennedys, 64 John and eight, uh, 68 for Robert. But I did not know this story either. John Kennedy would later refuse to allow Davis to perform at his inauguration on account of his marriage to the white actress May Britt. That's very controversial. How about that very one? Very controversial at the time. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's understatement to say controversial. Yeah, well, controversial at the time. That was more than just being controversial. Okay, enough. All right, we're enough moving about on. history. Let's move moving now on. into talking about Something really uh, exciting, and that's the movies that are playing this weekend. Yeah, we'll tell you what's up. Now, if you're in the Little Rock area, that's Riverdale10.com. Riverdale10.com. Now, of course, we've got over 40 different beers, eight different wines, a full food menu. And this awesome food menu is available at all four locations. Riverdale and Little Rock, Hot Springs VIP Cinema, the Cersei Cinema 8, and the Cabot 8 VIP Cinema. Go to Riverdale10.com and click Menu to see that full food menu. Eight different wines, 40 different beers. Nathan's Hot Dogs, State Fair Corn Dogs, Bavarian Pretzels, Chocolate Peanut Butter Pie, Key Lime Pie, Ice Cream, Gale's Nachos, Four Cheese Mozzarella Cheese Sticks, all your local craft beers, pizzas, fresh made to order pizza. Got us a new pizza oven. Showing this week. Everybody knows with Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz, it is exclusive to Riverdale 10. Has an 88. Only available week. at Riverdale 10. Everybody knows. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Also showing Captain America, a Medea family funeral, how to train your dragon three, Arctic exclusively at Riverdale 10. Uh, also exclusive to Riverdale 10, they shall not grow old. Still showing the best picture winner at the Oscars Green Book. And we're still playing Greta and What Men Want. Riverdale10.com. Tickets are on sale for Tuesday night showing of Casablanca with the Dave Ellswick Show. Next week, we'll have Wonder Park, Captive State, Gloria Bell. Those tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. You can go to Coming Soon. Click Coming Soon. See all the classic movies that we're playing this year. Those tickets are already on sale now. Of course, we'll have us on Tuesday. Just let me say, you're saying classic movies. Next Tuesday, the greatest classic, the greatest script ever written for a movie, as by the, the Screenwriters Guild, Casablanca, Humphrey Bogart, back on the big screen. Don't want to miss him and Bogart. And, or not Bogart, Bogart and uh, Bergman on the big screen again. That's next Tuesday. And, of course, it's uh, 7 o'clock, and you can get your tickets right now at Riverdale10.com. 
Click Coming Soon. See all the classics <laughs> for this year. Casablanca's happening. So Click Coming Soon. Check that out. Us is playing this month. Those tickets are on sale. Dumbo comes up March 29th. Those tickets are on sale. Be sure to sign up for the rewards program. You get a point for every dollar that you spend, and you can redeem that for free tickets and free food at the theater. And, of course, we've got the Theater Group free popcorn tub. You buy the popcorn tub, you get a refill of 200 ounces of popcorn Thursday through Tuesday for just $4, which is less than the price of a small popcorn. And on Wednesdays, you get unlimited free popcorn. Just buy a movie ticket, eat all the popcorn you want on Wednesdays, fill that bucket up, take it home with you. Riverdale10.com. Like us on Facebook. Sign up for the email newsletter. Follow our Facebook page and like our events on Facebook. The links to all of those are at Riverdale10.com. We've even got a new free mobile ticketing app. You need to check that out. One Touch Ticket Buying. Link to that's at Riverdale10.com. It's called the Patron Portal. It's pretty cool. Cool. Now, <clears throat> if you're in the big city of Hot Springs, it's HotspringsVIP.com. HotspringsVIP.com. Showing exclusively captain marvel and captain marvel is only available in garland county at hot springs vip.com uh the home of all of the marvel movies this year all the disney movies you can only find them in hot springs uh, at the hot springs vip cinema hot springs vip.com tickets are already a sale for dumbo dumbo exclusively at hot springs vip cinema we're showing captain marvel a medea family funeral and How to Train Your Dragon 3, HotSpringsVIPCinema.com. Over eight different wines, 20 different beers, luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, full food menu. Got the same luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating at Riverdale 10 in Little Rock. Got the same seats in Hot Springs. Same wine, same beer, same food menu. HotSpringsVIP.com. Sign up for the email newsletter. Like and follow the Facebook page. Download the free mobile app. Uh, make sure you go to that website, check out that full food menu, get your reserve seats right there. Next week, we'll have Wonder Park. Uh, we'll have us on the 22nd, and we'll have Dumbo on the 29th. Tickets for all those are on sale now, hotspringsvip.com. We just finished remodeling both the restrooms. Uh, the restrooms at the Hot Springs location have been expanded and remodeled. Uh, new partitions, new tile, new paint, new ceilings, new lights, new mirrors, new sinks, uh, new floor tile, new ceiling tile, all new restrooms in Hot Springs at HotSpringsVIPCinema.com. We have new screens under construction. They are opening in May. They will be stadium seating with luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. They will have 4K projection and Dolby Atmos sound. Those new screens are opening in May. We'll have an entirely new parking lot, new front facade, all new lights and signage out front, an entire new look to the building there. And uh, we're posting uh, pictures of our construction on the Hot Springs VIP Cinema Facebook page. So check that out. Uh, going to be open in May. It's going to be an entirely new experience for you there in Hot Springs. Now, if you're up in Dave Ellswick's hometown, that's Cabot. It's CabotVIPCinema.com. CabotVIPCinema.com. And this weekend uh, for um, Captain Marvel, uh, we have 11 a.m. showtimes, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Cabot. Also have 11 a.m. showtimes in Hot Springs, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and 11 a.m. showtimes at Riverdale, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, because of Captain America this weekend. So it's CabotVIPCinema.com. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, CabotVIPCinema.com. Full food menu. Same menu at all four locations. Got the free popcorn with the free butter right there in Cabot. Pick up the theater group free popcorn bucket. 
If you sign up for the rewards program, you get rewards for every dollar you spend, and that rewards card is good at all four locations. Uh, if you get the free popcorn bucket, you can use it at all four locations. And, of course, if you get a gift card, they're sold online at all the theater websites, including CabotVIPCinema.com. Those gift cards are good at all four locations. And uh, Cabot has a private club permit now, so be sure to get your free private club membership when you stop by Cabot. Dave has his free private club membership. I'm reaching in and pulling it out right now just so I can show it to everybody. Yes. Here it is right there. Every seat in the building is a luxury leather electric recliner with a table and reserved seating there in Cabot. Showing Captain Marvel, a Medea family funeral, how to train your dragon three, the Lego movie, the second part, fighting with my family, and Aquaman. Next week in Cabot, we'll have Five Feet Apart and Wonder Park. The following week, we'll have Us. And the week after that, we'll have Dumbo. Tickets for all those on sale at CabotVIPCinema.com. We're installing new screens in Cabot. These will be new silver screens uh, that we're putting up. And we're installing Real D 3D. And we plan on showing our first movie in Real D 3D on Friday the 15th. And that movie will be Captain Marvel. CabotVIPCinema.com. So that's what's so that's going on next in Cabot. Friday, right? <clears throat> yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. That's what's going on in Cabot. And, of course, we're talking about the expansion in Hot Springs. Heading north, CerseCinema.com. We are in the process now of installing recliners in Cersei. CerseCinema.com. So check that website out. Playing in Cersei, Captain Marvel, a Medea family funeral, how to train your dragon, the Lego movie, the second part, happy death day to you, and isn't it romantic? CerseCinema.com. Sign up for the email newsletter. Uh, download the free mobile app for your phone. Check out that patron portal. Be sure to sign up for the rewards so you can get free movie tickets and free food. And, of course, get that uh, free popcorn bucket for free popcorn on Wednesdays and refills for just $4 Thursday through Tuesday. Full food menus listed at CerseCinema.com. Just click menu. And, of course, you can buy your advance tickets right there. Uh, we are installing luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in Cersei. Putting those recliners in right now, and we should have oh four or five screens in Cersei with recliners by next Friday the fifteenth. Cool. Process is moving along, and we'll be remodeling Cersei with uh, all new carpet, drapes, screen masking, screen skirts, floor tile, floor lights, uh, outside lighting. Uh, recliners are going to all eight auditoriums with tables and reserved seating. We'll be remodeling the restrooms and then reworking the parking lot. So an extensive remodel taking place uh, in Cersei this year. Uh, we've already remodeled Cabot, and uh, we will finish up our remodel and expansion of Hot Springs by May. Uh, we'll finish up Cersei later this year. That's com, And, of course, uh, Cersei's going to have Wonder Park. Uh, on the 15th, Five Feet Apart on the 15th, Us on the 22nd, and Dumbo on the 29th. CerseCinema.com to buy your advance tickets. Now, Dave, when are you going to see Captain Marvel? I'm seeing it uh, tomorrow. In Cabot. In Cabot, of course. Big screen one. Then I'm going to go back and see it again now Friday since I know it's going to be in 3D. By the way, bring me up to date on 3D because I haven't been following it very much. Okay. Do you still have to wear the glasses now? Yes. Okay, because I know they were working on it where you wouldn't have to work on glasses. They haven't yes. figured that out yet. Um, 
<clears throat> there's always something in the pipeline when it comes to exhibition. Um, you know, and, and you hear people, and you know, I've talked about this before, you hear about, oh, I, 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 I guess we went to advertisements and we never got back to my, my good movie that I was talking about. But yeah. Paramount was going to make an awesome motion picture, and the film's going to be directed by Catherine Bigelow. Um, right. Who did Hurt Locker and won an Academy Award for it? Tom Hardy was going to star in the film. Ooh, good movie. Channing Tatum was going to star in good the actor. film. Paramount was putting this together, and it was going to be an awesome motion picture. And then Paramount had some financial problems a couple of years back with uh, some flop movies, uh, including Suburbicon and a couple other couple of the dog motion pictures that they put out. They needed to raise some cash, so they sold the movie. And uh, a television station called Netflix bought the movie rights from Paramount. And so immediately, Catherine Bigelow hit the eject button, got out of there, because she makes movies. She doesn't do TV. Uh, Tom Hardy immediately ran, because that Netflix stink got on it, and he hit the eject button and got out of there. And uh, uh, Channing Tatum, uh, he got out, too, because uh, Netflix started stinking up the room, and he said, man, what a bag of crap, and he hit the rope. So, unfortunately, that awesome motion picture that we could have got with Tom Hardy and Channing Tatum, directed by Catherine Bigelow from Paramount, is not being made. Um, they're going to make a punk junk version of it for television. The movie's called Triple Frontier, and uh, you'll be able to watch it at home on March the 14th on Netflix. So um, we're getting kind of a chump version of it, but anyway, yeah, it's coming out. But so. who's in it now? Uh, not Tom Hardy, not Channing Tatum, and it's not directed by Catherine Bigelow. Right. You know, I'm waiting for season two of Taboo with Tom Hardy. That's yeah, yeah is that it. coming? I have no idea. It's been two years now. Anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> um, so the cutting-edge technology that's happening at movie theaters is going to continue, right, Dave? Yeah. And so what you had before when you had 3D is you had three 3D options at the movies. You had a, a company called Master Image that was doing 3D. Right. You had Dolby that was doing Dolby 3D, and then you had Real D. And as time has passed by on the past decade, Master Image has went out of business. Real D has improved. Uh, so they are the best now. Okay. So I am converting my locations to Real D. Uh, that's just going to continue in this industry. Um, at some point, right now, we have digital light projection. And there is a, 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 a bulb putting the light on the screen for your movie, which is all digital. At some point, digital light projection will be replaced with lasers. And instead of your oh, light. Wow, that'd yeah, be clear. Instead of your light source being uh, a bulb in the projector, right. your light source will be a laser in the projector. That's coming. Uh, and, and you'll see more and more of these innovations coming along. Um, People that don't understand the industry, they talk about Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and, you know, Crackhead TV and YouTube and, I don't know, whatever else they got going on out there. No idea and, why they would do that anyway, but... Why they would do what? You know, you talk about Netflix and all these other services besides just what you're talking about. Yeah. People talk about those services and they say that those services are going to put movie theaters out of business. Huh. No. No. <laughs> what those services have done is they've put Blockbuster out of business. You know, I mean, there, there's an article in the paper today about the last blockbuster in the world. Yeah. Is there still a black? A One. Block? Where? One. It's in Bend, Oregon. 
It's the last blockbuster in the world. That's because they smoke so much dope they can't keep up with back me. in back in July <laughs> back in July uh, there were still three that back in July there were still three blockbusters in Alaska. They closed, and uh, wow. and there's two left. There's one in Australia, and there's one in Bend, Oregon. The one in Australia closes the last day in March. So um, just to give you some perspective, in 2004. There were 9,000 Blockbusters locations in the United wow. States alone. Wow. In 2004, there were 9,000 Blockbuster locations in the United States. And people were making, a, were making livings off states of their business. Alone. Wow. 9,000 Blockbusters in a, the United States That's alone amazing. in 2004. That's what streaming did to them. Right. And so what Netflix has done is they've, and, 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 and similar services, they've put blockbuster out of business not movie theaters so you know just like uh sears is going to go out of business but people are not going to stop wearing shoes so you know that stuff has not hurt movie theaters those options have hurt home viewing and those options hurt each other uh at&t bought direct tv uh warner bought time and now AT&T and Warner are merging. And so you you know you're going to have uh you're going to have Time, Warner, AT&T and DirecTV all as one company. That's somebody that can battle Netflix or Hulu or whomever these streamers are. And of course Warner owns HBO. Well, you know who's going to battle <clears throat> Netflix and going to and hurt them badly? Disney. Yeah. That's coming this year. You and I've been talking September. about September for well over a year. Us like I've said before, Netflix is dumb. They need to stick with television. They don't need to pretend that they're a movie studio. Is it me or is it not that uh, Amazon Prime has not had very much publicity of new product? No, it's just it's just I hate it to be honest with you. I still have Dish. That's two two one Dish five zero one two two one Dish two two one Dish two two one Dish. If you're sick of Comcast and you're sick of DirecTV, two two one Dish five zero one two two one Dish D I S H. I still have Dish. I love Dish. It is far superior to all this other junk. And if you're going to subscribe to Amazon Prime and subscribe to Hulu and subscribe to Showtime and subscribe to HBO and subscribe to Netflix, you might as well have two two one Dish. All right, we got to get a, get a quick break in. We'll have more coming your way right after this. Yeah. Nick. All right. Yeah. That's uh, that's Lonnie Perkins. I know the guy who's doing the voice work. No, there. that's He's cool. Good stuff. That's cool. Anyway, yeah. let's uh, let me remind you that that movie Triple Threat you're talking about. Guess who took Tom Hardy's place? Oh, I Tri- I just can't wait. Triple Frontier. Uh, Triple Frontier. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck. Yeah. Man. Oh, I know which movie you're talking about oh, okay. now. Okay, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. we're going to yeah, South it, America. Yeah. Could have been. Could I think been a it's already movie. been released, right? No, it'll be out in a couple of weeks. It could have been a good movie. It's just sad. I mean, you know, the greatest rock, one of the greatest rock bands of all time, Motley Crue, released a best-selling book in 2001 called The Dirt, and it was an awesome book about their life, and it was going to be made into a movie, and MTV bought the rights, and then it went to uh, Viacom, and of course they're owned by Paramount. And Paramount sold the rights off, and now sadly that movie's going to be on Netflix, and it's, it's gonna it's gonna suck. It was released on the sixth. Uh, no, it's on the twenty second. Really? Mm-hmm. Right. That's really hmm. yeah, and it's gonna suck. I mean, you know, could have been a good movie. Matt, thank you <laughs> for being in. Hey, man, See glad a movie to be here. this weekend. Riverdale10.com. dot com, Casablanca Tuesday night. Yeah, get your tickets. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick show. All right, look, if you haven't figured it out. Matt doesn't like Netflix. 
<laughs> he doesn't like uh, the folks at uh, Amazon or, or any, he's not a big streaming guy. Well, when they make the movies. Yeah. I mean, I like some of the stuff that they do. I mean, um, I like the stuff that they do that's episodic that they have on. Uh, they got a brand new one on uh, Netflix that's starting tonight. And it is, uh, hold on, let me get to it here. The Order yeah, is starting. Uh, out to avenge his mother's death, a college student pledges a secret order, lands in a war between werewolves and practitioners of dark magic. And uh, it's got some interesting people in it. Uh, Sarah Gray is in it. Um, and uh, Max uh, Martini is in it. Mm-hmm. The creator is a guy who's been involved in a, a lot of uh, kind of uh, horror movies in, in the past. So I'm, I'm just trying to look at this a little bit to talk about it. It's got, uh, this is going to have 10, it's got 10 uh, parts uh, to it, segments mm-hmm. to it. So you mm-hmm. can, can watch it tonight or tonight or all night long if you want to sit up and watch the whole show. Uh Hell Week Part 1. At Belgrave uh, University, Jack pledges a secret society. Steeped in mystery and magic soon, a series of strange murders sets the uh, campus on edge. So uh, that uh, is going to be the first episode tonight. Okay. Then week, uh, next one is, or the next one is Hell Week Part 2. So it's a two-part start to this one. Yeah. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to tune in, but the, the one that I have just recently got involved in that I have really started enjoying is this new one called Ozark. Ozark. All right. You've said that you, you have watched all of them already. It, yeah, because it was released first in uh, 2017, and the second season just came out last year around August, I believe. So okay. there's been two seasons. Right. And like I said, you just started it. How many episodes are you through? No, I'm just through the first one. The first episode. I just, I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, it hooked me. It did me the, as well. From the very first episode. Yeah. Put yourself in this guy's place. This is the best way I can, I can talk about the, this series. You're a guy, you've been working with a firm, mm-hmm. and you've been laundering drug cartel money. Right. You've been doing your part doing it well for the cartel exactly suddenly you get a call at home and mr honcho number one wants to see you your partner and Mm -hmm. a couple other people that are part of this deal right now Mm -hmm. all right and uh, they send some people to get you yep all right and they take you there and while you're there it becomes very obvious that your partners have been doing something that you had no idea they were doing. You're just fearful of your life. Yeah. Now, moment. yeah, yeah. Now you're going. Oh, oh. We. I'm. I'm in deep Shinola. Okay. Because you got a guy that uh, is sitting there, and somebody has skimmed five million dollars. They find out later that's eight million dollars. Right. Okay. But mm-hmm. five million dollars. Yeah. And. Uh, they have they um, I don't want to give away too much but I can just say this much they 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 kill your other partners you're the last one still alive the, the the your main partner 
looked at the head of the cartel and said, look, he had nothing to do with this at all. Nothing. He didn't even know we were doing this. And got uh, to believe him. But that's really not enough for him. Yeah. That's not enough. There's got to be, you know, there's got to there's got to be more come to this. And there's a story that he tells early on in the episode that you need to need to see so that you'll understand why he doesn't believe. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he's got the gun cocked. He's got the round in the chamber. He's got the gun pointed directly at Jason Bateman's head. Mm. And I love Jason Bateman. I do too. When he when he does comedy, he does comedy well. When yeah. he does drama, he does drama well. Mm-hmm. And, he and thinks, this is a dramedy. Yeah, and he thinks he's going to die. Exactly. So so what does he do? Off the he top, he starts of- he starts grabbing, you know, the nearest you know Brochure. branch of something that he can grab hold on to keep from falling off the cliff, so to speak. And his buddy had given him a brochure about Lake of the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. If this, if you're saying, well, there's a Lake of the Ozarks in, in, in Missouri. It is, that Lake of the Ozarks. Yep. All right, mm-hmm. and so he starts talking about the Lake of the Ozarks and how he can launder more drug money and he can imagine now than this. that this guy can imagine. $25 million a year easy. And, I mean, he's making this all up on the fly. Exactly. And that's what makes the, the show. And, like, it's like the guy says, gets ready, and he, he he puts the gun closer to the guy's head. Bateman puts his head down, closes his eyes, but he opens his eyes and looks up, and he says, $25 million, huh? That's what the cartel guy says. So they, was- <laughs> they get into this conversation. Now, my favorite part of this, and I'm going to tell tell that it's in here, and you just have to, when you see it, just know that it's coming. But uh, he finds out that his wife's been cheating on him. Mm-hmm. He's going to go see this lawyer that she's been cheating with on Jason Bake. Yep. He's over. He pulls <laughs> up to the building, and he's getting out of his car, and oh. all of a sudden, this lawyer Falls from the 80th floor, whack, onto the street below. Goodness. Bounces a little bit. Oh. And Jason Bateman is just standing there. Gets back in, calls the, the guy. The guy is up on the 80th floor. Right. Has his wife there saying, okay, now your wife knows all about what you do and blah, 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 blah. What should we do about it? I'll take care of it. You won't have to get your mm-hmm. hands dirty, basically. The next scene, best scene I've seen in a long time in movies is him sitting next to his wife either on the couch or the bed i can't remember okay and he looks at her and says you're welcome because <laughs> 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 she's alive yeah <laughs> and it's only because of him that she's alive so anyway he's got to sell everything he does he mm-hmm. liquidizes and liquidates everything that he has he owes these guys eight mil he finds out not five Comes up with eight mil, but he's like six thousand dollars short. Uh, he thinks he's going to get whacked for the six grand, and instead, the the guy, the the head of the cartel says, Dale. "I'll give you thirty seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars for your uh, minivan. You take the rest of it and move yourself within two days to the Lake of the Ozarks." And that's where I've ended on the show. It, oh. it just that story alone Look. would have got me interested in a book. 
much less into a tv show so i'm in it now don't even worry about the order or any other show on netflix just get straight to ozark stay with it tonight watch about four or five episodes if you can it's you know. good it's it, i i can't imagine that if it's written as well as that first episode every episode this is going to be a fun ride it's very good i'm like oh, saying, it is a I, i've seen you've been watching it right i hadn't watched a whole lot more i watched the first few episodes and okay I, unfortunately uh i had to get out of it my wife mm, it was too dark yeah mm-hmm. it, it really was for her it's a dark show it, it, looks it dark. is but it's got its funny moments in it yes yeah. it does i mean the it's, fact that it's he, like watching the godfather the godfather <laughs> it's a dark movie until Sonny shows up every so often right and he's doing whatever it is that he's doing you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and he gives you some a little bit of comic relief the rest of it ain't comic relief. No, no it's not. <laughs> it's serious stuff. <laughs> but man, I was. But you like I said from that first conversation, you know, of him basically, it was like an audition for him, you know, on the spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your life is on the line. What you say now, word by word, is going to be measured, and you better be right about what you're going to say. And so, if you want to be, if you want to save your life and your family, you know, you better make a good enough deal. To this guy who's a pretty intelligent, you know, Dell is an intelligent character. Mm-hmm. He knows when he's being scammed out of his money and when di- things happen to him, he's on top of well, everything. Well, he didn't really. He thought he was being scammed. He was fishing, and he called him on that yeah. when he had that meeting. Mm-hmm. He said, I think you're fishing. You don't have anything. And, and the other guy broke. The other guy broke he because sure this woman who was there and was like a secretary mm-hmm. went into the bathroom and he took his forty-five and shot her to death inside the bathroom. Mm. And at that point, they knew she wasn't he wasn't fooling around. Yeah. And so they told him the truth. He had no idea what the truth was. If they would have kept pull, you know, faking it, right. they probably would have got away with it. Probably for a little bit longer. Eventually, they would have got led on to the situation. Did you catch what they were doing? I mean, what it's was been a while since I watched that episode. Fill, they were taking and filling the trucks, mm-hmm. right? And they would take it to within five gallons, and then they'd stop. Was and it? they were hold, they were keeping the money yeah. from that five gallons of fuel. That's how much fuel they were running. And they skimmed, in three years, $8 million. Mm. You would think that nobody would catch that little bit of money. Somebody caught yep. that little bit of money. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the story that he tells about the woman, his father, coming in to the business and seeing her taking $5 from the till. Yeah. And uh, he catches her, and he, he she tells him, hey, look, I, you know, I've never done it. I needed some money for, for some food for my, my child, and I took it. I'll never, ever do that again. And then he asks each member that's there, what would have you? What would you have done? And all of them said, "Well, they were, she was really a good employee, and you know, it's a little bit of money, no right. big deal." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. They never get to the character uh, that we've been talking about here, and they, they get to him at the end of the show, and he looks at him. He says, "You know what I would have done with the woman?" He goes, "What?" He says, "I'd fired her." And he says, I fired her. Why? He says, because she'd been robbing me for, for no nobody knows how long. Yeah. That was just the first time I caught her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was 
That was and and he gained a lot of cred with that guy when he said that. Yeah. Because that was the right answer. Mm-hmm. You don't know how long she's been skimming. You don't have a clue. You just caught her this time. If she'd been doing it for five years, right? Man, it's been that's a lot of money. It sure is. Every night you're doing the books and you're taking five bucks. That's twenty five bucks a week. Multiply that by four times twelve. That's some money. Multiply that by all the years she's been working for him. You're talking some real money now. But seriously, in that situation, under that amount of pressure to come up right, you know, twice. Yeah. You know, twice in that situation. Your life is on the line again. It also know. shows you how devious he was. Man. <laughs> Man. I love it. But twice. Loving the show. To come up right in that situation where basically you're not thinking straight. Or at least you would think that that person is not thinking straight. But to come up right correct, twice. Oh my goodness gracious! I was sold. No, I, I got to see. Yeah, and it's got two seasons, so I mm-hmm. I got a lot of binging to do. Yeah, forget about the order. <laughs> forget about the order. I'm going to get into the order, but I'll I'll probably watch four, five ish. Uh, you know, I won't go bed till probably two or three this morning. Hold off on the order for about two months. Then I'll come in here. Ozark. Then I come in here and and do the car and truck doctors. <laughs> the only reason I know I can do that if if it's Joe or it's Duck. We've done that so so long that they'll carry the show for we can, you. Yeah, we can do it, and so they're going to uh, uh, Duck's going to be here, so we'll be looking forward to seeing. I think we got some new people coming in tomorrow with him, the folks from over at Alexander. Oh yeah, just joined gotcha. up. Okay. Going to be with us too, so we're looking forward to that. I was really well. I'll tell you, I I ran into somebody at the Capitol um, yesterday that I was stunned. I found things out about him I never knew. And I'm going to tell you about them, and you hear him here about every five weeks here on the Car and Truck Doctors. I'll tell you about what that's all about when we come back. Hey, don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I was just overseeing RD today, and I picked up the new antenna that he's got for me. Well, not really a new antenna, but, but a used antenna from a, a total loss vehicle that I'm going to have put on my car Monday so that I can listen to the radio. I haven't been able to listen. Remember I was, sit down a second, one more second there, Russ. Remember I've been complaining that I've been having trouble getting certain stations, one of them being ours? I just thought it was the lack of hair on your head. No, it was that (laughs) the car wash that I go to tore my antenna off. I thought that was for my phone. That's for my radio. Well, see, and you thought that striping around your windshield was yeah, your it was antenna. my radio because it used to do. That's what it used to be for. Now it's not that. It's uh, automatic it's, windshield wipers. Yeah, if you if what, you got what, them, what, I don't have them, so it doesn't yeah. do anything for me. But the bottom line was, um, I've got the uh, antenna out back, and so I'm going to have Joe put it back on my car, and lo and behold, I'll be able to hear radio again. The way Good. you're supposed to hear radio. Good. And I won't be saying, man, we've got problems, man. This really irritates me. <laughs> Bugging the snot out of me. Out of you, you. yeah, out of you. Have you ridden over there? Yes, I've ridden over there, Dave. Well, when I ride over there, you can't hear squat, you know? <laughs> and there's a good reason. I didn't Your have an car antenna. sucks. Yeah, my car is broke. What can I say? <laughs> All right. It's going to be fixed, though. Good. And it's going to be fixed because of RD over at Sonny's Auto Salvage. He got me one of those, so they got to be put in. I can't do it. All it is is hooking up two wires. However, got to take the header off to get to put the piece in. And I don't have the patience 
to deal with Heather. I did that one time with a car in my lifetime. I promised myself I would never do it again because I never could get it right. And I always be riding down the road when I had 180 air conditioning, you know, and the top of <laughs> the header inside the car would be waving, you know, as the wind blew through the car. <laughs> Drove me nuts. You never could get it right again. I could not get it right. Sonny's Auto Salvage and Joe's Garage can do that for me. Phone number there, 982-7451. That's 982-7451. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, now we're not going to... I just got to work my magic on them, that's all. Yeah, okay. We can't talk about about the name of this show, but Eugene Levy has a new show, has a show that's been on Netflix. It's been on for uh, probably about as long as, if not longer than, than, uh, and I don't know... Ozark? Then Ozark, yeah. Uh, hmm. It's Creek. Oh. I Blank think I've heard Creek. Of that. Yeah, Blank Creek. You know, think up up Blank it, Creek. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's spelled S-C-H, but. Yeah. So, but that's the, the hilarity of it. The, mm-hmm. the the family ultra uh, ultra rich and they they lose everything that they've got, <laughs> with the exception of a town that they bought for a joke and the name of the town, <laughs> and so they're forced to move to said town because mm-hmm. they own it and that is all that they own. Goodness, and so they have to figure out how to reinvent themselves. In this little hovel of a town. It's got four seasons. Yep. Suddenly broke the formerly filthy rich Rose family. Is reduced to living in a ramshackle motel in a town they once bought as a joke. And uh, Blank Creek. (laughs) And uh, stars Eugene Levy. The show was created by Eugene and Daniel Levy. I guess that they are... Related. That's his son. That's his son. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I love Eugene Levy. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not sure who we're talking about, if you saw any of the American Pie movies, he played the father. See, I go all the way back to SCTV. Oh, yeah. SCTV. I mean, he can, he's got, he's one of those people who has a rubber face. Yeah, he does. You know, and he can, he can look at the camera. He can kind of break that wall between you and the show. And you can, by just what his face shows, you can get inside his head and figure out, <laughs> about what he's thinking at any given moment. And I, I love in uh, American Pie the, the scene where he catches his son with the apple pie. It just made me I, – I saw that, and then when it came out on DVD – I would just watch that scene over and over because it made me laugh so hard because I was, Eugene Levy was so good. I was too young to be watching that, but I did. Oh, <laughs> I did. You went against your mother and father's wishes? They didn't know. They didn't they still know about don't it. Know. No, they still don't know. But Eugene Levy is great as the father. And, you know, I mean, part of the, the whole deal is him trying to talk about the birds and the bees with his son, and it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, it is so, being a father, I can tell you, that's it's awkward at its best. Sorry, I've been taking care of technical issues, and I wasn't here when Matt was here. Oh, he did was you, going off, did, buddy. Did, did, did y'all talk about about the, uh, the blockbuster? Just a little bit about it. We didn't talk about much. In fact, can you come back in the next segment? Yeah. Come back and talk about uh, Captain Marvel. We'll do that. Hey, you'll, you'll have to Russ rein has me seen in. It, but yeah, I'll tell you, shut up. 
don't don't give any spoilers. No spoilers, okay? Well, no spoilers to give away. Yeah, can't give anyway any spoilers to give away. Can't do that. So we'll talk. Is it worth? Is it worth your money? Just say yes or no. Yes. Okay. We'll come back tell you why in a few moments here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Morons. Yeah. 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 What did Red call his kids? Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> D-A. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I tend to use, and I just can't use it on the radio yeah, anyway. Anyway, with that in mind, I asked Russ to uh, stay with us for at least one more segment because he went and saw uh, Captain Marvel. Now, a lot of you are going to go to movies tonight, and you're going to be going to see that movie. Is it worth your time? I've had my my issues with the main actress but i didn't think i'd have issues with the movie most marvel movies are pretty good but uh, you tell me how did you like I, I i thought it was a i thought it was an awesome movie to be honest with you i mean it's a it's a backstory movie you expect that there's going to be some and it started out a little slow mm-hmm. but once the action picks up does it slow down watch out because it does not slow down i mean they're 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 there are early scenes where it's a little bit here, a little bit there, but and you got to figure it out. And, and once just, once the main battle starts, it's skyrockets, huh? Yeah, yeah. Here's the key: mm-hmm. when you watched this movie in particular, I think. Hopefully, you've been watching the Agents of Shield. Yeah, you uh, you will you will notice that uh, that was that was the thing that that I couldn't because I missed a I, I, it's been a while since I've seen that that season because they were Manage, that, that mind season you, was a it was bridge. that that was that was the bridge to this mm-hmm. yes and you you don't understand until you get in there and you realize what's going on that uh, you know. You're you're, you're trying really to you're, you're trying to remember back, but there are little things in there yeah. that that suddenly become completely aware to you what was going on with the Cree. That's so awesome. How's all connected? Yeah, I love it. It's how it's all connected. And here's the other part of it: the scroll are in it too. Yes. And what's interesting about the scroll is that they don't just look like themselves they can make themselves look like anything they want to oh yeah they can they they're can shapeshifters. Morph, they're shapeshifters they can morph into they can uh, not anything that they want to yeah other people people yeah they can look just like people really animate objects how's that yes now some funny lines as far as that is concerned because you're not the only person who said that uh fury yeah a young Nick Fury. Yeah, he's got both eyes in this movie. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not he's not the head of the world's most powerful military force either. Right, right. You know. And there are uh there are some people who who make uh, make scenes in this movie. Uh okay. you know, um I got to ask this unless you know it's a spoiler is Colson in it? Yes. No. Oh. I mean, I'm so it's it's a guy from TV show and everything, right? Yeah, it's Clark Gregg. Okay, great. And plus, he was in one of the first trailers for the movie. 
I well, I didn't see them. I don't watch all the trailers. Me neither. Well, you try to. And this was always, a, this you always send them to me. This was not a resurrection, <laughs> Colson. This was before. This was his. This is taking place in nineteen ninety something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two thousand two, I believe. Okay. What? I thought it went back to the '90s, but doesn't it progress to 2002? Well, the the because it was six years after her uh, after. You can't tell. I can't us. say. You gotcha. can't say why. Gotcha. Uh, Brie present, Larson. Pre- ha- present, something happened to Brie Larson. Present day was present day was six years later. Okay, and so it was 2002. All right. Gotcha. I got uh, some friends that want to go out and have to dinner and a movie. I'm going to talk them into going to see that. Okay. I thought I would have seen it last night, but I forgot that I was going to be talking with the Republicans down in Saline County yeah, last night. So I, mm-hmm. I went and did that instead of going to the movie. It pained my heart immensely. Yeah. I had a basketball game last night, so I can go watch a, it. I had a popcorn Jones going on, something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that UALR that you did last night? Yeah, it was. And they missed the playoffs because of this? Actually, I think all teams in the Sun Belt actually make it in. Uh-huh. But, you know, like I said, we're going to be the last seed anyway. Oh, know, okay. We're, so probably the, be... we're probably the worst team in the conference. Although they've been winning some big games here lately. Uh, yeah, a few. But, you know, most of the time they lose a lot of close games. Is it Skywalker who's in charge now? Yeah, Coach Darrell Walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Get rid of that Darrell stuff. Skywalker what? is what I know Skywalker. him by. All right. I know him by Skywalker. He yeah. was a great ball player. I mean, collegiately, he was incredible. Mm-hmm. Really was. All right. Anyway, but you would say uh, go to a movie or go to dinner and then go see a great movie, huh? Yeah. Get your tickets uh, if you want to go see it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had pretty I had pretty decent seats for the show last night, but I'm going to tell you, when we bought our tickets, there were lots of seats left in the theater. Wow. There weren't any when we got in there and got seated, except front row. Yeah. And I don't want to sit front row. Exactly. If you are, that's a tough thing. I mean, I, I even will tell you that doing the recliners, it makes it a little bit easier, if even when you're on the front row. Right. However, the Marvel movies are so... You know, fast. viciously cut, you know, fast cuts that it's hard to get from one side of the screen mm-hmm. to the other sometimes when you're sitting in the front row. Yeah. I tried to do Iron Man 2. <laughs> Whew, I had a headache when I left. Uh, and I went and saw it on IMAX. Yeah. And that was just mm. too much for my little pea brain to handle. <laughs> I, my eyes were hurting. My head was hurting. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad after it was all over with. Mm-hmm. All right. Is the IMAX still open down there? Chanel 9 is open. Oh, yeah. it's still going? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, I just saw Tom Hardy uh, has been greenlit for another Mad Max movie. It'll be out next year. Hmm. So, Rockatowski is going to be back. I'm going to go see it for sure. And I'm wondering if they got the lovely South African woman in it as well. And we were talking about this earlier. There was there's there's been all this talk about what's going to happen next, and Feige with the Marvel movies and the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. And yeah, I couldn't. I, I I was because Endgame is the end of MCU one. Correct. It's a phase one or two. Phase one. Phase one. Okay. It's done at that point. Okay. And then they become phase two, and I'm hearing. 
that Captain Marvel is going to be the Captain America mm-hmm. of Phase Two. The face, yeah, the face of it. Mm. Okay, so it's going to be interesting. Well, there was a trailer that came out. I don't know if it came out last night or or how long it's been out. To be honest with you, but a Marvel movie. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. Yes, that's coming. I. I, you I didn't, didn't even know it was coming. Well, I knew I'd, I. I didn't know that it was that they had already made the deal. Yeah, because they showed it as a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's and made. It's coming out this year. What's the thing is, it was supposed to come out last year actually, but they pushed it back a full year. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and uh, see, Phoenix is going to be what's her name from True Blood, right? Um, no, from Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Uh, That's Sophie right. Turner. Sorry, mm-hmm. Sophie Turner. That's yeah. her name. She's the one that plays uh, the Jean oldest Grey. sister, right? Yeah. Oh, in, um, in, oh in uh, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, she's the older sister. Sansa. Yeah, That's Sansa. Plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's playing Phoenix. Jean Grey. Yeah, I like the lady that's from. Uh, we were just talking uh, about her. Um, she was in Escape Room, and she was really good in that. Hmm. From True Blood. The, the young teenager that Bill turned in, mm. in True Blood. Yeah. Yeah, she's going on to do some pretty big things now. She was in Daredevil. She was, of course, the secretary in Daredevil. Oh, Deborah uh-huh. Ann Wall. Yeah. Yeah. And she's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's carving out a pretty good pretty good career for herself. You know who kind of fell off the, the ledge is the, the woman who was in Dexter that played his sister Hmm. See, I didn't watch Dexter. What was so weird is that they really got married in real life, so it was like kind of kind of disconcerting because you thought of them as brother and sister, <laughs> and they got married in real life. But she, a carpenter, was her name. Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah, Jennifer Carpenter. Mm-hmm. She did a remake of Wreck, uh, where they get she got stuck in the the, the, the motel and all that, and the, okay. and the um, I know Contagion had gotten loose and people were going crazy and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a horror movie. And I haven't seen her doing much lately. I also heard that she was very difficult to work with. That would get you out of the business fast. Well, she's starring in this, uh, I guess it's this drama series called The Enemy Within. That's what she's starring in on NBC. I've been watching okay. that. Yeah. That, that's interesting. Yeah, she's the main character in there. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she, you know, I thought we'd see her in something bigger than that, to be honest. And I don't think that's the first time that she and the leading male in that character have worked together. Top of Morris Chestnut? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was another show that they were, where... Probably so. Oh, what was the, uh, the one Bradley Cooper was in the movie where he took the pill and, and yeah. lightened Limitless. Him, Limitless. Yeah. The TV show Limitless, mm-hmm. wasn't she in that? Um, Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. And was Morris Chestnut in that? Well, let me look at this cast right now. Uh, I don't see him at all. I have to go to IMDb. Thought he, I thought there was a, another instance where the two of them were together. But you may be right. Just no, he was not inside Limitless. Okay. Mm -hmm. She was also in, I didn't know this, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. By the way, it was called Quarantine. It was a remake of Wreck, R E C. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I think that was a guy from, was the the filmmakers from South America. Okay. And it was very good. Um, Looking at the enemy within, I see they got them there. 
there, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, I love the animated movie. Okay, so mm-hmm. she did a voice in that. Okay. Brawl and Cell Block 99, Limitless, yeah, we talked about that. Stan, uh, Stan, Sea of Fire, The Evil Within, The Devil's Hand, Robot Chicken, and Avengers Confidential. Well, everybody's been in Robot Chicken. <laughs> but she's known basically for Dexter because gotcha. she was in, in, in that show for seven years. Mm-hmm. 96 episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was really good in that show. Okay. And the guy that played Dexter, he's such a weird kind of cat actor. Mm-hmm. He's on Netflix, isn't he, right now? Um, the series Dexter? Or? Yeah, the, the guy who played Dexter. Oh, Michael C. Hall? Yeah. Um, it says right here, since 2018, he's on this uh, series called Safe. Okay. He's starring in that. Came out last year. Now, I keep wondering when, when David uh, Sayas... He was the guy who played uh, Angel Batista on Dexter, remember, the detective? Because I used to love that because Shane Stacks, when he wears that little hat that he's got, looks exactly like him. Really? He's Fedora. Yeah. I kid him all the time when I see him. I call him Angel when he's on the air, when he comes in with that on. So we're getting in the weeds here with you. But I'm just telling you, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on all the time around here how people look like other people. You look like Batista at times. It's not a bad thing. Okay. I'm mean, just saying, you've seen Dexter, haven't you? Uh, only a couple of episodes. I didn't, I didn't really Do get you remember the, the Cuban detective? I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's Batista. You see, the thing is, whenever you say Batista, you know, I'm a wrestling fan, and I think you're, of you're Dave Batista. Of... <laughs> that's who I think of. Well, that's not who I'm talking yeah. about right now. <laughs> Right. Walking around with red tattoos on a green skin right now. So. <laughs> anyway, just some good stuff. But again, take the word of my producer and engineer who built a FM radio station for Salem. I'm glad you included the M in there. <laughs> just saying. You're the man. You're the man. You're doing it all now. Brother, I can't believe I actually built a radio station. Now you did good. You did real good. It's the one that stays on the air all the time. Of course. And Mr. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Russ McKinney. I did not go up on the tower and hang the antenna, the ice shield. But you wanted to or, do it. I, no. <laughs> that I will tell you. I, that, no, I am... Mm. You don't want to go up not the stick? Not 900 feet up on a 1,200-foot tower. Yeah, that's that thing, not very... That thing wobbles too much That's what I'm saying. There. It's not very big around. Yeah, no. It's like having uh, a whip. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit bigger around than you would expect. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, when you are when you, when you go up 900 on a 1,200-foot tower, that is, uh, yeah, uh, 300 feet from the tip. Just don't look down. That's the problem, dude. I'm puckering just thinking about it right now. You need a crowbar to get the chair out from between my cheeks. Uh, (laughs) Captain Marvel, all right? It is a great movie. Go see it. All right. We got to get a break in. Let's do that. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And and that's a good buddy of mine. His name is Lonnie Padre. All right. I know Lonnie really well. Lonnie used to do all the voice work for WIBC in Indianapolis when I was there. And then he left about a year before I left. 
and went to start his own voice business, and he's been very, very, very successful at it. So I'll have to get him on sometime. I'll call and get him on and have him do voices. There's a there's a lead-in he used to do for my show when I was in Indianapolis that if he's still got the copy, and if I know Lonnie, he's still got the copy, I'm going to have him cut it, and we'll we'll restart the show every once in a while with it it's it's really it's good it's excellent all right so uh screen rant listed the top 25 movies you must see uh from uh netflix that they have in their quote vault all right and uh we won't get into them yet we'll start getting into them after we take the break here at the bottom of the hour and I'll just let you know that number 25 is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Hmm. Have you ever watched that? I have not. See, now you that that's kind of surprising to me, but you need to watch that. It's a great piece of comedy. Are you a Monty Python fan at all? I am not. Have you watched them very much? Nope. Okay. Watch this movie. You'll enjoy it. And uh, get ready for the night. You know, that won't let the guy pass. And we'll talk about that later as well. Number 24 is The Truman Show, Mr. Carey. Talk about it more when we come back from the news. Are you listening to this? Smollett has been indicted on 16 felony counts by a grand jury. Whoa. Here, can you bring up the Fox News thing? This is huge. I just spoke to a clerk at the Cook County Criminal Court who over the phone told me that a grand jury did return 16 additional charges against Jussie Smollett. The courts just closed here, so unfortunately we don't have the documentation in front of us to confirm this. But there are several news outlets here in Chicago right now that are reporting a grand jury just returned an indictment with 16 additional charges against Jussie Smollett for disorderly conduct for filing a false police report, apparently for all of the additional follow-up interviews and reports that Jesse Smollett gave to officers and detectives. Smollett was originally charged with just one felony count of disorderly conduct for filing a false police report for his alleged hate crime in which he claimed President Trump supporters beat him, put a noose around his neck, and called him racial and homophobic slurs. The actor now is apparently in much more legal trouble. This new set of charges each carries a possible sentence of probation to four years in prison. He's already Ooh. pleaded not guilty to that initial first charge, but he's currently free on a hundred thousand dollar bond Brian. all right we got a minute we got to talk about this just for a moment because it's it's really important that something happened to this guy these people who have in the past made these spurious and untrue attacks on people and and the other thing that they have to go after is these people who do make attacks on people who maybe just wearing a you know a maga hat that one guy uh, got attacked in uh, uh, there in California, and the guy punched him in the face and everything. And, uh, you know, they're taking him to court for uh, attacking him for battery and stuff. Uh, you know, that this, is, this needs to happen to, to, to put a stop to it. It ain't going to stop until some people start cooling their heels in jail 
and they people know that they're going to get serious about this. I mean, I don't know. You're familiar what went here with uh, Smollett, right, uh, Zach? You know what he did. All right. Uh, you know, he went to the police and said that some guys attacked him, gave a whole bunch of, uh, called him a whole bunch of homophobic slurs. Uh, they were Trump supporters. And this guy hates Trump, trying to splash mud, you know, mud on the, the president and stuff. Said that these guys put a a noose around his uh, neck and, and whatnot, and none of it actually happened. He paid a couple of his buddies to back him up on all of this. He he filed erroneous reports to the police and whatnot, and now he's been caught in his own web of deceit. You missed it, Russ. Uh, Smollett has been indicted with 16 new additional charges. 16 with them anywhere from uh, giving him, uh, you know, uh, probation to four years in prison on the 16 different charges. So this guy could end up going to jail for quite some time. So the Chicago police, and credit to them, I give them credit because this guy drew all these people away from whatever they were doing to chase chase uh, false uh you know a false crime that did not happen uh with this guy and and typically that happens when you got somebody who's you know uh a, a celebrity and that's what happened with this guy and this is it's not good and a lot of different organizations are turning on him and because it says it hurts their organizations, you know, they're, let's say, for instance, they're an LGBTQ, you know, this guy's gay, and uh, they've been, you know, they've been fighting uh, in reality uh, for, um, you know, fair play for gay people or whatever, and uh, they backed him up when he came out and said that this happened to him and how talking about how terrible it was and, and whatnot, and then they find out they got played. And now they're pulling back their support for him to have nothing to do with him, and rightly so. He he did this to try to to gin up publicity so that he could get more money. And he was already are you ready for it? He was already making a hundred thousand dollars an episode. He didn't think that was enough. It's going to end up he's not going to get any any money. For an episode, because from what I've understood, they're starting to write him out of the script already. Did I hear that correct? Have you been following it? They already have. No, oh, they already have. Yeah, his um, his scenes that he's already shot, everything has already been erased. So he's done. All right, well, at least with that show, and it hope it's going to be a whole lot of problems trying to get a new show, to say the least. You know, just can't pull that kind of stuff off. That's. I don't understand why people do stupid stuff like that. That always amazed I mean, that's just plain ignorant that you don't think. I guess he didn't think that his his buddies would snitch on him. And if he found out that was not the case when the cops figured out that these guys were paid by this guy. It, what was it, $3,200 <clears throat> $3, a piece or something? A little over $3,000, I think it was, per person. Think about doing that. They didn't think about it. They just said they saw fast some green flash 
real fast and they decided to do it and they they went ahead and did it and they got themselves in some deep kimchi now all right i was telling you about uh, netflix I want to talk a little bit about this this weekend the way it's kind of shaping up until sunday looks like it's gonna be awful wet tomorrow they're calling upwards of two inches of rain tomorrow uh severe thunderstorms in the morning and whatnot and uh instead of you know going out and and running around in that kind of nastiness you know stop and stay home and 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 watch uh, a movie in the afternoon or whatnot and they got some good stuff excuse me on uh, netflix Uh, number 23 pulp fiction it's a great movie now i'm going to just tell you this if you're offended by language nudity you know dialogue you know don't watch the movie just don't watch the movie because it's about as hard r as you can possibly get and not get an x movie x-rated movie uh but um it was one of the first movies you know with tarantino i think he did that was his one after reservoir dogs if i'm not mistaken and it was i think probably one of the best examples of using the the, the japanese non-linear storytelling and and did a very good job of it and it, it's a very entertaining movie but just tell you it will make you uncomfortable in places number 22 another movie that make you uncomfortable clockwork orange it uh it is considered a, a top of the line movie i think it it's great when you watch it and you understand uh, what the director was shooting for and what he gave us is a look at what 21st century incarceration kind of looks like uh in that movie and and the thought process of how you take care of uh you know criminals number 21 uh pearlman hellboy i'm gonna be honest with you Uh, you tell me what you think uh, zach are you a a guillermo del toro affectionado do you like his movies not really i don't like them at all i think we talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago when tim Lim was on and yeah and pellegrini was here mark last week yeah it was last week yeah mm-hmm. mark saying that that what he tries to put on the screen in other words the the sets and the the colors and things of that nature many times gets in the way of the story that he's trying to tell i don't think that hellboy wasn't as bad about that as another movie that they mentioned which is number 11 and that's pan's labyrinth I mean that's that's a it's a it's a interesting movie to watch just because of what they show you the the visuals, but the story itself I found like very hard to kind of follow as far as I was concerned. As was uh, this last one that he did uh, about the woman with the guy in the water tank and all of that. Shape of water. Shape of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie was supposed to be a new rendering of the creature from the black lagoon and then when i heard del toro got involved with it i knew it would have it's kind of like with kubrick the same way when you heard that kubrick was going to do a movie you knew that 
if there was a book involved, forget it. He was going to take big time license with it, which he did in with The Shining. You know, you you watch, you read the mo- book The Shining, then watch the movie, and tell me if that's the source material for the movie. Basically, very slim source material. So anyway, those are those are the first five movies number 20 is one that i would highly recommend to anybody and that is uh, brad pitt and morgan freeman in seven that's a great movie if you if you like whodunit movies creepy whodunit movies that's the movie uh for you it's uh, all based on the seven deadly sins and it's really well done number 19 uh, kind of like Titanic, you know the end of the movie before you see it, Apollo 13. But it's a good movie to watch. Number 18, Apocalypse Now. Some people say that's the best movie made about Vietnam. I debate that with anybody who says it. Uh, Platoon was not the best movie about Vietnam. Uh, they They tried to say it was all true. Then it came out that most of it was made up. Uh, the bottom line was um, Hamburger Hill was probably uh, the best movie about Vietnam that, that I ever saw. Number 17. Another Tarantino movie. Not directed by him, but written by him. Directed by Rodriguez from Dusk to Dawn. It's a great horror movie. Really is a great horror movie. But if language... If language offends you, do not watch the movie. I mean, Cheech Marin does a scene in that movie that in and of itself, as he's welcoming people to the club, uh, will um, make your hair rise about the language that's being used. Number 16, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Number 15, V for Vendetta. Number 14, Black Panther. Number 13, Jaws. We need a bigger boat. Number 12, The Sixth Sense. Now, that's going back to 1999. You yeah. may have, A lot of people may not have even seen that movie that watched, we're talking to right now. Yeah, I watched that movie so many times. It's a great flick. Yeah. And and what's funny, uh, you, got, you know, H. Knight, uh, you know, M. Knight, uh, even Sorry. shows you all of the hints that he gave you about the movie and at the end of the movie it's a great it's a good film number 11 pan's labyrinth that would not be one of my top movies number 10 want a movie that'll make you even watching it during the daytime and make you uncomfortable make kind of you know weird out a little bit the conjuring you know with james wan at the helm he's really good with with horror number nine avengers infinity war you might want to watch that just to get ready for next month for endgame that's coming out. Remember some stuff. Number eight, one of the greatest movies ever made. I love this movie, and not because of its, uh, you know, what it's about, but the acting and the uh, and the emotional impact that it carries is incredible. Schindler's List, great movie, uh, probably. Two scenes out of that movie stand in my mind. The little girl in the red dress going to the uh, going to the camps, to the ovens. 
And then the uh, scene in the movie of the people hiding down in the latrines, trying to keep away from the guards and them taking them to uh, the, uh, the ovens. Number seven, another movie that's really good. If you've never seen it, you need to watch it. No Country for Old Men. Great movie. Really good. Number six, want to have some fun? Thor Ragnarok. That's on. That's a fun movie to, to see as well. Number five, taking you back to 1984. When this movie was first made, I bet you they never thought there'd be another what, five movies made, a TV series, and all kinds of stuff. The Terminator. 1984, a new Terminator coming out this year. It's, a, it's one of the top five movies I'm waiting for this year. I love that story. I just love it about Sky, you know, Skynet and the whole nine yards. Number four, another movie I really like, another uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, Kill Bill. Number in the first movie, my favorite scene in that movie is the, the fight at the house of the blue moon. That is just, that is, that is perfect martial arts at its best. Lucy Liu is fantastic in it. Her best movie by far. Number three, Poltergeist. Number two, number two, won this guy a best director's Oscar. Never had gotten one in the past for all the movies he's done. Martin Scorsese. What movie got him the best director? You remember, Zach? The Departed. You got a bad cop reporting to the mob. You got a good cop in the mob reporting to the police. And then you've got Jack Nicholson playing Bolger under a different name in Boston. Great movie. And their number one movie that they're pushing, and you probably would want to see it before December, Star Wars Last Jedi. Some people are not sold on Star Wars right now. I understand that. But still, I kind of enjoy it. Okay, was that list in any particular order, or was it just I gave 25? them to you. 25 movies, and they 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 had them from 25 to number one. So they were in order of yeah. what they think. Number one, uh-huh. Star Wars, Last Jedi. Number two, The Departed. I, I think Pan's Labyrinth could have been left off the list completely, to be honest with you. I'm surprised they have Thor Ragnarok higher than Black Panther. Unless, you know, everyone has seen it so many times on Netflix. Maybe, yeah. Now. They got Black Panther 14 and Thor Ragnarok at number six. You ask me, I would have put Into the Dragon on there with Bruce Lee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's been on there for a while. Yeah, these may be, maybe these are the new, these are top twenty-five. They've just put back on. Could be. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we've got. We got to get a break in because we got to get that done before we go to the news. Let's do it here on the the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about all state insurance. You need car insurance. You need house insurance. You need life insurance. You need insurance on something. You can do it with Dwayne Smith insurance agency at 3920 east kyle avenue in sherwood phone number 501-819-0373 here's what he's really doing right now he'd like you to come in bring your insurance policy you have right now compare it to what all state can do and see how much money all state can save you and how much more they can give you with the insurance policy they can write 
Again, call them at 501-819-0373 or visit them at 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood. That's the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. Now, I'm back with you. Did you see the guy who won Mega Millions over the last weekend? It was like $273 million. Did you hear how that all transpired? He left. All right, he bought the ticket. He left it behind. The guy that was behind him after the drawing and saw that this guy's ticket had won, Mm -hmm. turned it in for him. And then they found this guy and he won. He won uh, $273 million. This guy doesn't know who the guy was that turned the ticket in. And uh, so... He says, I got to get a hold of this guy. I got to yeah. say thank you. Well, I would hope you'd say more than just thank you mm-hmm. to this dude. Give him some money. Pretty amazing. Absolutely amazing <coughs> that the guy did that. And I just saw it was up on the, the screen. I was just checking that out. Unbelievable. All right, let's get the news in here for you again. We got here the news, top of the hour. One more time, we'll come back. Final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show for this week. And Zach and I will talk about our favorite Netflix shows that we're binging on and why you should binge. And then we want to hear what shows you're binging on as we continue the Dave Ellswick show. Just putting it on TV, HR1 that I talked about on uh, Wednesday has passed uh, by the House. Uh, The final vote was, let's see, I've been following this. Yeah, in here is two something. Two twenty eight to one ninety seven was the vote. And this is a broader debate on the Democrats' major legislative priorities this year. Now, what HR one has done is uh it's called the For the People Act. Now let me tell you what part of their For the People Act does. It it allows illegals to be allowed to vote in uh, local elections. Now, in federal elections, not the people can't get by what is already said. Uh, the measure has no practical effect for illegal immigrants on a federal level and non-citizens as a whole because they're not legally able to participate in federal elections. But in some states and in cities, they're allowing non-Americans and illegal immigrants especially to vote. Now, what stupid governments would think to allow a non-citizen illegal immigrant to cast a vote that would cancel out the vote of a legal American citizen? This is where... This is what the Democrats are up to now. I want you to think about that. They're saying that that's okay. That's no problem at all. And if they don't have any problem with it on a local level, don't believe that they won't have any kind of problem with it on a national level. And know that H, uh, this uh, House Resolution 1 would also... Uh, give the federal government much more control over election policy. In other words, they could tell right now states run their own elections. 
Uh, if Nancy Pelosi and her ilk have their way, they'll call the shots as far as elections are are concerned. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, as well. Said Representative Dan Crenshaw, a Texas Republican, it sounds like I'm making this up, I know. But what kind of government would cancel the vote of its own citizens and replace it with non-citizens? That's what's happening here. It's just absolutely crazy. He pointed to last year's vote about this bill when 49 Democrats joined the GOP to decry non-citizen voting, but today just six Democrats So 43 Democrats voted with their party. This is why I always talk to you about, you know, somebody may be running as a Democrat here in the state of Arkansas and say, look, you know, elect me to Congress uh, because I'm going to vote the way I'm going to vote. I'm not going to follow the party. Well, let me tell you what. Those people are far and in between, very far and in between. Typically, enough pressure can be put on them by their party that they'll vote however their party tells them uh, to vote. So keep that in mind. Always keep that in mind. So I won't vote for a Democrat. There's a lot of reasons I won't vote for Democrats. I won't vote because of their platform. They're anti-God and anti anti-life type stuff won't have anything to do with it at all will not so that's just something to keep in mind as far as 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 that's concerned but that uh, passed today you do you have to worry about it well here's what i say and it's what i said when i talked to congressman hill on wednesday is that this allows you to look at where the democrat party at least in the house sits and what they believe and uh, what issues are important to them i hope that you know the people who are quote never trumpers uh, and didn't go to the polls like in california where we lost seats by 20 and 40 votes in in districts and because people say well i can't vote for that uh, uh man who's president right now oh no 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 all you did is give uh, the house over to a bunch of idiots. Yeah, that really, throw out the baby with the bathwater. We've done that here in this state before. Remember when uh, people wouldn't vote for Hutchinson because he had had an affair? So what did they do? They turned it over uh, to Pryor, to be Senator Pryor. I'm just saying, you get what you what you come up with, and that's pretty stupid reasoning as far as I'm concerned. I'd rather have a bad Republican in an office than, quote, the best Democrat you can run. Just my personal thought on that. So about 13 after 5. Okay, so let's get back. It's fun Friday. All right, I got too serious there. I'm sorry. Sorry, I got too serious. But let's talk. Uh, let me talk with Zach. I'm, I told Zach I was going to use him a lot during the last hour, so... Are you ready? Let's go. All right, let's do this. All right, so what are, let's talk about, we talked a little bit earlier on. You've already watched Ozark. Yep. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just starting it. I've just discovered it. It's been out for two years. Yes. How I missed this, I'll never know. But I and I think perhaps I'm here's what I think. I think who was who's the the main actor in that? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. I believe I probably missed it because I thought it was going to be a comedy. Because I saw Ozark and I saw Bateman and I thought, oh, they're going to make fun of Southern people or something. You know, that's what this is going to be. It's going to be, let's make fun of all the rednecks okay. uh, in the South. So I, I didn't watch it. I didn't read mm-hmm. the little synopsis or anything else. I just, you know, I think it said something in the synopsis. A guy gets on the wrong side of uh, a cartel and finds himself uh in uh, the land of the Ozarks, Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. And I thought, and eh, nah, that doesn't sound like something's up my alley. <laughs> when in fact, if I had watched it, it really is up my alley because mm-hmm. it's kind of my sh- my kind of show. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm starting on, I'm going to watch quite a bit of it tonight. Kind of get probably two-thirds through the first season at least and maybe get a few more episodes in tomorrow in the afternoon after I get done doing the trucking uh and the car doctors here on uh on the answer uh earlier in the morning i will ford the severe thunderstorms and come in on my rowboat if i have to <laughs> but the bottom line is that uh yeah it's i think it's a show that people will like it's quirky it's uh it, it's got some dram- uh some real dramatic impact in it uh it has a little bit of humor i think it's got a little bit of humor i don't I don't think you call you call this a dramedy, do you? Oh no, definitely. Yeah, not. it's a drama. It's a crime drama, right? At that, and I, I'm sure that it would get even more dramatic as I as I watch this. But uh, I found it interesting. You might find it as interesting as well. So what what are you binging on, or have just binged on that you think that our uh, listeners who watch netflix and amazon and whatnot might like to binge as well well see i just finished up the umbrella academy like i said you've seen the umbrella academy yeah i just watched that finished that up this morning now i've i've gotten through four episodes and i have lost interest in yeah it's just to me it it just kind of drags along man you know what is and but you've been telling me it's after the fourth episode that it really picks up. I, well, I'll tell you the truth, it's the eighth episode, <laughs> so you got right. four more to go. But the thing is, you know, I compare everything, you know, as far as pace wise, I compare compare everything to last year's Lost in Space series, which which was released on Netflix. That was slow, and, you know. I mean, that was extremely slow. So I compare every series that I've watched until this point to that series. Okay, if it's not slower. If it's not, see, slower, I like that show. Lost in Space was just too slow. I, was, I mean, I tried to watch it. Matter of fact, I probably only got about three episodes th- through. And probably the reason I watched it is because I I liked the initial right. series back in the 60s. Yeah. And I wanted to see how they changed it up, and they changed it up some. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and the lady playing Dr. Smith. Gosh, I don't like her at all. She is, she's, the, she's a great villain. Let's just put it that way. You actually think so? Oh, yeah. She's a great villain, and as the show went on, she gets even worse than what you thought. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, you know, that was slow to me. Okay. But um, but some series for people to watch on Netflix for sure, and, and including also Amazon as well, The Man the High Castle. That is a good mo- show. That's I've great. watched that show. I like that show. Fantastic. A little man. alternative history. Exactly. Great season one. Season two was a downer because they 
basically dipped their hand into the time traveling stuff. Yeah, and they call, I get tired when they do the time traveling. Well, you stuff. know, you call everyone off guard with that basically in season two. So you did that. Then you roll the roll the back, explain what happened in season two, but also get back to how season one was great, which was a mystery, you know. And um, season three was basically as good as season one. Yeah, that's one show, The Man in the High Castle on Amazon, um, on Netflix. Of course, you got Daredevil, fantastic. Watch that. Stranger Things. No, that's coming out again. The July. end of this year is it July? I believe it's July. middle of the year. Okay, mm-hmm. so that season three will be this year. There's already been two two seasons. Definitely get to that if you haven't. Um, well, there's some other shows on Netflix to watch. Hmm. Trying to think of some other shows. Black Mirror. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone. but it's, Yeah, but much R-rated. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's be honest with that one. It's right. R-rated. Um, what's, um, let me think about some other shows. House of Cards. You know. Yeah. Now, towards the end, I think there's been about six or seven seasons. The first three to four seasons were very good. But from five on, you know, it kind of went downhill, basically. So, I mean, but that's another. Well, it's hard to keep that type of writing going. Right. True. I mean, it really is. It's hard. Well, I say this. Seasons one and two were fantastic. Season three was a letdown because they had to follow seasons one and two. Season four, I mean, it picked up tremendously right there, basically. It was a great season. But then season five, six, and I think this previous one was seven. Just like I say, you know, it just wasn't good TV, basically. And at one point, it was the face of Netflix, basically. Everyone, whenever they talk about Netflix, you talked about House of Cards. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's another series. Well, to that watch. was a really first big seminal uh, hit. Yeah. So to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, should let me make sure. I think it's six seasons, so I could be wrong. Yeah, six seasons. This latest one was six. Was um the sixth season. Um, and another one is the uh, The Crown. You know, it's based on Queen Elizabeth. That you know, was from, very good. Exactly. You know, I'm still wondering how they're going, how it's going to be when they move now into her later life. Exactly. Because the lady who's playing uh, the queen is so good mm. that they're going to have to find somebody who's just as good to take her place now as she's gotten older. Yeah, Claire Foy. She played the Queen Elizabeth, you know, during the first two seasons. And uh, yeah, you're right. She was fantastic in that role. And also who played her husband, um, Matt Smith. He was yeah. great as the um as you know as the, the subor- duke the duke and the subordinate basically he was yeah. a subordinate guy because in the first season you know the father of Claire Forrest's uh, character Queen Elizabeth you know he basically told him hey she's the crown I'm sorry to tell you but she's the crown and you have to basically um, do what you need to do to uphold that image but the crown is a fantastic ser- series as well on Netflix and um I think I mean pretty much. Those I can think of off the top of my no, head. No, you've missed one, the big one. You got to tell me. Narcos. Oh, of course, Narcos. Yeah, and and right. let me that's just right. say, if you haven't been watching them from the beginning, start with the first season. No doubt. And then make your way into Marcos, Mexico. Don't try to watch Mexico separate from watching the Colombian cartel stuff because it's really important that you kind of have that background to tell you the truth I would watch the seasons with Pablo Escobar watch those seasons for sure you really don't have to watch the season with um, the Cali cartel 
I watched that season. Yeah, I still thought it was great. It was, you know, it was fine. It was just trying to make them look like they tried to be more legit. Exactly. But businessmen. At the, at the bottom, as you got to it and you saw the dark in their heart, yeah. they're all the same. All the same. They're just killers. That's it. That is it. They just try to be more professional, try to, they have that one-year plan basically of, like, look, we're going to do this for one full year and then we're all going to retire. And these guys were probably at the peak of their. And uh, here's what, the key: not everybody wanted to retire. Exactly, Pacho that was didn't the want problem. No, they were making too much money to retire, but that was their plan. And so uh, that season with the Cali Cartel, again, it was fine, you know. But they had to follow up Pablo Escobar, and that was the fault of the season. Man, that was that three seasons. Oh yeah. If you can sit and just watch that Narcos and break away from it, yeah. I'll give you money because I'm going to tell you what. When I started watching it, I didn't want to stop. You couldn't stop. I wanted Agreed. to just because you want to know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. what's happening with this guy. How? I mean, he owned the whole freaking Colombian government. He basically. sure did. And then he ran. As a matter of fact, didn't he win one of those positions? But when they found out about his ways, you yeah. know, the public support against him because they were for him because he was giving money out he was buying gifts for families and different people looking like you know a great person but really underneath he wasn't and so when they found out the support against him went away and um yeah he couldn't uphold that position in government and that's when he really started to go after the government killing you know, officials and um you know policemen and different things like that yeah so he started knocking everybody off didn't he yeah and so, and also, you know, one series I think I'm going to start very soon is probably The Hunting of Hill House. It oh, I out. watched that. That's See, good. I haven't got to. Now, it. that's a slow show. I'm going to warn you now. It's slow. It I really bet you is it's slow. It's not as slow as Lost in Space. No, yeah. I'm going to tell you it is. <laughs> it really is. I'll tell you one that was really, that I thought was going to be really good, but turned out to be kind of flamed out. It was, it was, it's, is since eight. Did you watch any of that? I watched the entire thing of Sense8. What did you think? Oh, I thought it was interesting. How they, you know, through their minds, you know, they can communicate with one another. You know, they had those themes also in it, those political themes. But the way you can communicate with other people across the world inside your mind and, you know, fight your different battles and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I got to ask you another story and tell me what you think about this. What? Altered Carbon, which I thought was really, really good. Have you heard anything about a second season of that coming? The only thing I remember is hearing about who's going to be the main actor, which is um, Black Falcon from the uh, Marvel films. Okay. And also, um, yeah, that's pretty much it that I So you've heard that they're doing a season two. There's going to be a season two. It seems like it's got to be. I mean, season one was so great. It was good. It was great. It was really, really, really good. I, I got to watch that great again. Story, uh, telling storytelling in that. I mean, I'm going to be honest. The first two, maybe three episodes, I was like going, man, is this a show or is this going to become a porno? <laughs> I mean, were you thinking the same thing? I know what you're talking about, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, whoa, what is going on here? Goodness. You know, I, I, I'll be honest. I turned a couple of the, the the episodes off because I didn't think it was adding anything to the show. Yeah, at all. And uh, then it, it totally divorced itself from that. Right. And I don't know if, as they were doing the show, and and uh, they showed it to the the higher ups, 
they got to a point and they said, dude, you got to rein this in a little mm-hmm. bit. Go ahead, get into that philosophy. And maybe the Me Too movement did some of that. I don't know. Probably so. But once it, it touched into that philosophy, you know, uh, feel basically it started, you know, the people living in the clouds basically. Yeah, it got different then. It, it got very good. Truly different. I mean, you just, and it became a murder mystery as well. Exactly. You truly see how, you know, the world, you know, in this in this timeline and this, you know, atmosphere, how it was. Basically. Yeah. If you had a, if you were a sleeve, mm-hmm. what would your life be like? If you're a believer. Yeah. Did, would you live the one life? Or would you, would you want to live multiple lives exactly, in different bodies? Exactly. I mean, there's, it's, it's, it brings up some great things to think about. Because Detective Ortega, who was the female lead actress in the in the in the series, you know, her mother was a believer, you know, just like us, a true believer. And yeah. So she, you know, she was going to live her one life, and that was it. But you know, Ortega, she was like, she was sort of on the fence. She was, um, I wouldn't say she was an atheist, but she really didn't believe as much as her mother did. And so, you know, you think, you know, going forward, she probably would continue to live basically in a different sleeve if she had to, Mm -hmm. you know. Continue her her life. Exactly. exactly. Because she didn't want to die. Exactly. So, you know, it tests, you know, like I say, it makes you think. And that's what I loved about that series. Well, that's what's great about science fiction. Mm -hmm. Science fiction always, if it's good science fiction, makes you think. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like watching even a ripoff of Aliens, like the movie Life. Right. It makes you think. That's true. Oh, my gosh. I hope there's a second movie for Life. Yeah. I mean, come on. With the the way they that, ended it. Yeah. Yeah, but it did so poorly at the box office. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds was pretty good in that, though. I thought the entire cast was pretty you know? solid. Yeah, well, they were solid. Yeah. And there's no doubt about that. Wasn't re- the, the girl that was in um, the lady who play, has played in the last two Mission Impossible movies, Rebecca something, was Rebecca Ferguson? Yeah, wasn't yeah, she, she in it? I think so. I See, I think she's a great actress. Yeah, she was. In the I, like, I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, I like a lot of things a lot, but we got to get a break in. It's 27 minutes after. Let's take our break, and then we'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. We are making our way to the news to let you know that that's coming up. And uh, we're going to look at more of the great netflix shows to binge watch over the weekend all right we're going to come up with that uh we'll tell you some of them that you can do and you'll you you know they're good shows and you'll really really enjoy enjoy them i mean i'm i'm sitting here looking at a list that i put together and i'll just start with uh what i would have in my my top 20 like sex education you seen that yet it's pretty funny gotta see it all right news and then more on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so here, according to um, the um, Uproxx, all right, which is a website, does a lot about the culture of now mm-hmm. and talks about movies and things like that. And here's their top ten uh, for Netflix. Okay. So let me let me give you these, okay? Let me get down to number ten here. Now, let me start at 14, because I think they put a couple of ones in the top 10 that this one surmounts. Yeah. All right. And only one season thus far of this, and I don't know if we'll see a second season. I hope so. Uh, Steven Soderbergh was the person who wrote, directed, and created this, and um, it's called Godless, about a, a western town that... There's only women there, 
because there was a mine cave-in and it killed all the, the men. Set in 1880s, the small mining town is called LaBelle, where nearly all the townsmen have died in a mining accident. Enter Roy Good, a charming gunslinger, on the run from his mentor that he double-crossed, Frank Griffin, Jeff Daniels, who along with his crew out uh, of Desperados had already murdered everyone in another small town for harboring good. The series ultimately pits a town of mostly women against a brutal, merciless outlaw gang. Um, <clears throat> the standouts in Godless are Downton Abbey's, downtown Abbey's, nearly unrecognizable, shotgun-wielding pioneer woman, Michelle Dockery, and Merritt Weaver. It's a tremendously good series, buoyed by beautiful cinematography, poetic language, a few great shootouts, and fine performances from the entire class cast, and it's one of the best Netflix series of 2017. And they had such a great tie-up at the end of the series that I would not imagine that we'll see uh, see another uh, series at all from that. All right, number 10. Okay. Top 10, The Umbrella Academy, number 10. <laughs> yep. Superhero team-ups are a dime a dozen, but the TV adaptation of this award-winning comic series created by Jarrett Way, yes, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, feels wholly unique and thus totally refreshing. Number nine. This is kind of surprising because I forgot about this, but I would agree. The Women of Glow. That's a good show about the start of women's wrestling. You know, I haven't watched that yet. It's good. You'll like it. Set in the 80s, you'll like it. And uh, the the people who played these different wrestlers are really good. Yeah. One that I have not watched, uh, number eight, Master of None, mm. a post-racial dating and relationship sitcom about millennials. Like the better dating sitcoms of the past, the series still manages to capture the anxieties of dating of new relationships and of settling down only it successfully brings in texting and social media into the mix naturally and without calling attention to itself. It explores intimacy without resorting to uh, stereotypes or relationship cliches. It's new and unique, but most of all, it is kind. Eh, I don't know if I'll like it if it's kind. Just, (laughs) Just saying, just saying. All right, number uh, seven, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Now, I've been told about this. Me too. But I haven't watched it. It says that it's relentlessly positive, infinitely quotable, and insanely likable. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt applies the quick-witted reference-heavy comedy of 30 Rock to the life of Kimmy Schmidt, Ellie Kemper, a woman who moves to New York after being rescued from a doomsday cult. Kimmy, a 30-year-old woman with the pop-cultural IQ of a 90s teenager, must navigate the cynical big city while dealing with her own form of PTSD. She's helped along by her conspiracy theory-minded landlord, Carol Kane, and her irresponsible, flighty roommate. It's fast-paced, wide-eyed wonder of its lead make it one of the most bingeable series on netflix it's also impossible not to finish each season in one or two sittings 
because it's a near-perfect sitcom about the power of human optimism that's as life-affirming as it is funny. So maybe I could get get through my cynicism a little bit because I'm dealing with politics all the time mm-hmm. by watching something like that. That might be fun to watch. Well, this next show that you have on this list, I'm thinking about watching. Yeah, me too, because I've seen it. I've gone past it several mm-hmm. times. In fact, I watched a little bit of the first episode and thought okay. this is going to be a little bit convoluted, so I'm going to wait until I can give it the necessary time. Russian Doll. Yep. Uh, this is Natasha Leone. Stars in this Groundhog Day from Hell remake about a woman who's forced to relive the last day of her life over and over again. Now, they, they say it's, this has been done before, but this series stands out thanks to its mix of dark humor and a tinge of the supernatural. So we'll I'll have to take that one up and see what happens with it. Number five, and we would have gotten to this one if we had talked about great series. Oh, yeah. Mindhunter, mm-hmm. and I've already heard season two is on its way. Yep. All right. Jonathan Groff plays Holden Ford, a character based on John Douglas. He's a real-life guy. He's the inspiration for Jack Crawford in the Hannibal series. The series itself is based on the origins of an actual behavioral science unit in the FBI used to study serial killers in the 70s and 80s. Ford is a young FBI agent who takes a keen interest in psychology, which in turn grows into an interest in the psychology of sequential killers. It is a fascinating exploration into the origin of what now seems commonplace, a science that has inspired dozens of police procedurals. What's more interesting here, however, is that while Ford is studying serial killers, all of whom are based on actual serial killers, Ford develops his own obsession with serial killers which mirrors the obsession serial killers have with their victims. The series comes from Joe Penhall and executive producer David Fincher, who directs several episodes and fans of Fincher's Zodiac, is going to appreciate Mindholder for its attention to detail and the same dedication to character and research over surprising twists and reveals. And I will tell you, I've watched this. You just got, this movie will keep you going. Exactly. It is a, uh, this show is really, really good. Mm -hmm. And if you're a thinking person watching television, it will really keep you going. Oh, yeah. And pay attention when they deal with spec. I'm just telling you, that's a creepy one. Uh, American Vandal, not familiar with this. Uh, In theory, it sounds silly, and it is, but it's also a genuine, brilliant, incredibly clever, smartly written satire of true crime documentaries it plays just like any other true crime docu-series interviews investigations multiple suspects numerous conspiracy theories only the crime here is not a murder it is a high school student who has been accused by the school board of spray painting male genitals on 27 cars a crime that threatens his ability to graduate So it might be interesting. I don't know. have to take a look at it, and I'll know within 10 minutes if I want to watch it or not. Number three, watched one season of this and then gave up on it. Orange is a New Black. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons, and after that, I felt it got repetitive. Yeah, that's exactly what it mm-hmm. got repetitive. Mm-hmm. Number two, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely a great series. You think season one is great? 
Wait till you watch season two. Yeah. It's even better. Ooh, even gets better. Mm-hmm. Number three is going to be better than that. Uh, it's a love letter to the early 80s movies of Steven Spielberg, John Carpenter, and the Duffer Brothers. Stranger Things feels both familiar and new, though. And then last but not least, and I have not watched this, and maybe I should. I don't know. Have you watched any of this? Maybe I should, too. I haven't Bo watched it Bo Jack Horseman. Yeah. I have not watched this. Netflix's best series is also one of its most underrated Set in a world where uh, animals and humans live side by side, and there are animals that talk just like humans. Bojack Horseman is about a horse named Bojack, the washed-up star of the 1990s sitcom Horsin' Around. After a decade of boozing on his couch and sleeping around, Bojack tries to resurrect his celebrity relevance with decidedly mixed results. So we're going to have to check it out, I guess. Let's watch. Let's... uh, figure by the end of next week we'll have watched the first episode and we'll talk about what we thought about it okay. is it really as good as what they uh, they say it is yeah and I just have to it doesn't sound like my cup of tea to be honest because i think it's animated <laughs> so and i'm not a i'm just not a big anime guy oh yeah we know mm-hmm. you know i mean i've talked about that and i'm not a big uh not big on a lot of animated movies or anything, but what can I tell you? Maybe there's something out there that's going to get you. I mean, my favorite animated show that I, if they put it on Netflix, I'd watch it. Johnny Quest. <laughs> I like Johnny Quest. I did Johnny too. Quest was oh, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of a a big boys, you know, Mighty Mouse or something, you know. <laughs> but I, you know, Ace and and the Professor and. Haji and the dog bandit, all mm-hmm. that. See, I, you can tell I really liked it. I can name all the main characters out of it. It's a great show. Really was fun. Johnny Quest was a, a great Saturday morning cartoon, and they br- they tried to bring it back, and it just didn't work for yeah. some reason. I'm not sure. Maybe it's because it was not PC enough. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, PI Roofing wants you to know that they now uh, own Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services, so they're going to bring their expertise their professionalism to keeping your gutters cleaned out. I mean, I know there's a lot of you that are smart enough that you don't get up on ladders and try to clean out your own gutters. You let somebody else come and do it, and now you can let the the professionals over at PI Roofing do it for you. Know that you know you're going to get a great job done because when it comes to roofing, uh, PI Roofing is the most comprehensive roofing, roofing company around. Uh, they make their people take tests to prove that they can do uh, the roofing, the PI roofing way. They teach them a specific way. And I can only tell you, they've done my roof and they did a great job. And I know a lot of other people that they've done their, their roofs and, and they're really, really satisfied with that. Then on top of it, a few years ago, they opened up the home repair uh, side of this. And basically what it is is, you get a, a leak in your roof a lot of times. There's a lot of destruction in your house as far as your ceiling in a, a room or between uh, the, the drywall and, and your walls and things of that nature. And you need somebody to do the repairs because a, a contractor doesn't want to come out and do a little repair. He wants to do a big job. So PI Roofing sees that as an area that they can help you with. They're going to be there to do your roof anyway. Why not take care of the damage? And they'll take care of it for you with their home repairs. 
Learn more. Go to piroofing.com and check it out. Talk to uh, Joel Johnson and Veronica, his wife. They're the owners. That's piroofing.com. All right, back with you. Sad story uh, I want to relate to you. Kind of hits close to home because my mother-in-law, who's 86, had a stroke, and they know that she's suffering also from the, the first cords of dementia, and it makes it uh, difficult for her to understand exactly what's going on, and sometimes she doesn't think she's in the hospital she's in. She thinks she's at home. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a tough, tough go of it for my wife. And others of you who are listening have probably lived through this. I lived through it with my dad. All right? He last two years of his life was suffering from dementia, I'm sure. But it was uh, during that time when that wasn't talked about all that much. You just knew that, you know, when you sat down to talk to dad, he was going to tell you the same story in, in a half hour, probably six times. And uh, you just knew it was because of their age, and but you love them. So you sit and you listen to that story as many times as they want to tell it because there comes a time when they're not there to even tell you those stories. Well, that leads me into this story here. Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Tom Terrific, Tom Seaver, was recently diagnosed with dementia, according to his family. They announced it in a statement yesterday by the National Baseball Hall of Fame. As a result, Seaver has, quote, chosen to completely retire from public life, unquote. Quote, Tom will continue to work in his beloved vineyard at his California home, but has chosen to completely retire from public life, the statement said. The family is deeply appreciative of those who have supported Tom throughout his career on and off the field, and who do so now by honoring his request for privacy. We join Tom in sending warmest regards to everyone. Look at what Tom Seaver is saying. I'm disappearing. So I just not going, you're not going to see me in public anymore. It's the same thing that President Reagan did. Seaver, who is 74, pitched in the majors from 1967 to 1986, predominantly with the New York Mets accumulating 311 wins in the process. Along the way, Seaver, a six foot one righty, was a 12-time All-Star, won three Cy Young Awards, and helped the Mets win their first World Series in 1969. Uh, that's when I read that, look, Tom Seaver... I just respect the man so much because of what he was with his talent. But 69 as a Cub fan just kills me. All right. That's the year of the Miracle Mets. That's the year that they went around the Cubs and won one at all. The ace for the 69 Miracle Mets, Seaver won 25 games that year. He had a 2.21 earned run average in 35 starts. 2.21. Gibson's the only guy I know that was putting up those kinds of numbers. In addition to his time in New York, Seaver also pitched for the Cincinnati Reds, Chicago White Sox, and the Boston Red Sox, and he threw a no-hitter as a member of the Reds on June 16, 1978. Seaver was a first-ballot Hall of Famer when he received 
425 of 430 votes in 1992. That percentage of votes, 98.84%, was a record until Ken Griffey Jr. received 99.32% of the votes, 437 out of 440 in 2016. But then, in January of this year, New York Yankees closer Mario Rivera passed both by being unanimously elected to the Hall of Fame, appearing on 425 ballots. All ballots cast had his name on it. So uh, just uh, out of out of bottom of my heart, I love baseball. You guys have to understand, I love baseball. I played baseball 24 years of my life competitively, and uh, 23 really. And uh, it's just a, a, a very big part of my life. And if I'm flipping through MLB on uh, television, if there's a ball game on, I'll stop and watch. Just part of me, part of the game. I love the game. I think people who say they don't like it because it's not fast enough, it's because you don't understand the game. If you understood the game, you wouldn't feel that way. It's just really, it's a great, great game of chess between two managers and nine men on a ball field. Well, it's a peaceful game because I work scoreboard for the uh, Trojans here at Little Rock uh, for their baseball games. I'll probably be doing one on Sunday. But it's a peaceful game. Uh, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just got a rhythm to it that's, that's, that's great. It really is. But anyway, um, my thoughts to Tom Seaver, one of the greats. I'm just saying one of the all-time greats that stood on the mound. I don't know if he's better than Gibson, but I'm just telling you, He's one of the all-time greats. I mean, they didn't lower the mound because of Seaver. They did that for Gibson, all right? I, being a Cub fan, I even realized how great, you know, Gibby was. All right, I got to get out of here. Remember, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him a day to hear what he has to say to you, all right? And give him thanks for all the good things that went for good for you this week. Do that. And then I'll see you Monday. We'll be out at uh, Rolling Wraps. Come on out and visit and uh, get a chance to win some stuff. We're going to be wrapping some Yeti things. We're going to give away some Yeti stuff. Robert Steinbach is going to be with me. A lot of different people will be stopping by. I think we have a special guest from Israel. Uh, I think uh, Bob Ballinger is bringing the NRA out. So a lot of good things will be happening that day here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, with the car and truck doctors. But uh, have a great weekend. 2 o'clock Monday. See you then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.